The Audio Vault on 94.1 San Antonio Sports Star is brought to you by AA Best Bail Bonds, 225-2121 or online at mybestbailbonds.com. It's 0600. What's the O stand for? Oh my God, it's early. Wake me up. Wake me up. Wake up. Wake up. Wake me up. Oh, wake me up. Wake up. Rob Thompson. You don't believe the other way in transition to the oh. Oh. I want some nasty. Rudy J. Cowboys win. How else would you settle this game? How about this, Cowboys? Yeah. each day as if it were on purpose. I wake up in the morning, I piss excellent. R&R in the morning on 94.1 San Antonio Sports Star. Good morning. Hey, good morning to you. Good morning, good morning. It's R&R in the morning. A Tuesday edition. Welcome aboard. He is Rudy J. I am Rob Thompson. That is Easy E. Edwin Hafner. Hey, if you're looking for our YouTube stream, it's coming. Settle down. There's a ripple in the force. We're getting it coming. How you doing? I'm good. I just need Edwin to get the internet working. I mean, he only worked 59 hours yesterday. I can blame him for a lot of things. Yeah, I blame him. I blame blame him for the internet. internet. No. I got to blame him for no, that. Not me neither. I'm messing with him. Although our internet's fine. I don't know what's going on on the other yeah, side of the double pane glass. Mine, mine's actually been moving pretty well today. Button the top collar. But, he, top he, button. He refuses. See, and if you did that, you'd have been buttoned up and, and ready to go. Yeah, you know, this, these double headers uh, that are coming on Monday Night Football, I still got to adjust my, my sleep clock to Monday Night Football. This is, what, the second week that I've had to wake uh, up after yes. late games. Um, did you enjoy having two games on? Yeah, uh, it was kind of. Yeah, it's weird, but it's cool. Did you feel obligated to try to watch both? I did. I did. I felt, you know, sometimes I'm but switching I, but, back and forth for no real reason other than I felt obligated to watch the other one. I too. was more intrigued with Pittsburgh, Cleveland. You know, I, I had mean, money I get on I know, the other game. Though. Yeah, I know so what I, Carolina is. So, you know, I kind of figured that. I had money on the uh, on the uh, Carolina game. Oh, you did? Yeah, I had a little, uh, a little, little something, something. A little something, something. And then. With a minute and like six seconds to go, they ripped victory from the jaws. Of Why? Because with that late, that late score, what was the line? Um, three. Oh, so push. Mm-hmm. Damn, that sucks. Yeah, sorry. It's not as bad as the Rams. No, dude, we didn't talk about that yesterday. But Sean McVay, that was very strange scene. <laughs> it's with San Francisco and the Rams. So it was it's a ten point game. Three seconds left. Oh, there's Rams a lot of us down. that know. Yeah, Rams down 10. And they kick a field goal. Yeah. And the line seven. Rams I, fans covered. That was strange. Uncle Charlie had some mortgage money. That's strange. Again, you. <laughs> I'm not here to judge. I ain't here to judge Sean McVay either. You know. I'm not here to judge him either. Maybe he just wanted, like, you know, like Mike, Mike McCarthy said about Aubrey. Wanted to get my young kicker yeah, some work. I, I don't it. know. Get, no. get your guy out in a big game situation, see if he's capable. I get it. And if there happens to be, you know, a couple dimes hanging on there too, you know. That was weird. Very that was weird. Very weird. And uh should be investigated. I, you know, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. There's nothing you could do about hey, it. Hey, I wanted to I wanted to see my field goal kick. Yeah. And we will talk about what we saw last night in the uh, midst of the game. As it um what time was the uh Mahomes thing announced? I don't know, nine, ten o'clock, somewhere around yeah. there. So it somewhere was, around, yeah. It was in game. Uh, I think they did pull a Jerry Jones and do it while there's yeah. games on. 
That's what Jerry does to just steal people's attention. You know, I don't know. Don't let me don't. I, I don't know. It was last night, though. But it was last I night. I saw it last night. So, yeah, it was in game. They didn't wait till after the game, like today. No, 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 no. no. So it was just, you could have waited. It could have. I thought but, the I, you know, could have waited. I, I, if I'm the NFL, I want that, too. Of course. You know, I'm not saying anything, but it did take away a bit from the game. Uh, now he's worth, I don't know. It's he's going to make $200 million over the next three years. Yes, the highest paid player in NFL history over a four-year span, and it's fully guaranteed pretty much this these is, next four years. This is the kind of contract that agents walk out and crack their knuckles and say, "No, he didn't. are you not entertained? No. This money isn't spread out over a decade. Oh, got you. Yeah. This money is coming but it's, immediately. It's, it's easy to do it when it's Patrick Mahomes. Oh, no, 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 you're now, right. If it's Justin Herbert and you, and you had him won a playoff game, then you poke your chest out, but... Getting a Patrick no, Mahomes deal done. Don't he got it done stick in a your way. Chest back in, agent guy. No, he got it done in a way where the money ain't scheduled to come ten years from now. I this know. is in your pocket in three years. There'll be two hundred million dollars, right? In your pocket, not the potential of, and we'll spread it out and we'll amortize. Now, this isn't going to go to fruition. This is going to get the man is going to get spread again. Thin. Yeah, it's going to get, get spread redone. Probably the last year of that deal, yeah. it'll get redone but again. I think it was an extraordinary deal given the circumstance. I don't. I mean, I, it's Patrick Mahomes. Yeah. Two balls. It could have been more than, than that, three. I think. But well, I think Patrick the money some, in your pocket. Yeah, Patrick got some time in him. He got to, He knows Kelsey's got to get paid. Yeah, so it allowed to get everything done. I would think. I don't pay attention to their cap like I pay attention to the Cowboys cap. But, yeah, I would think. You're allowed got, to have three stars. Yeah, I mean, they're not paying any real receivers. They're not paying any running backs. <laughs> they won't pay Chris Jones. <laughs> so, I don't know who they're paying other than maybe their left tackle. The right guys. Yeah. And Chris Jones. Chris, he'll get his money now. And it's funny how it happened. And it kind of all comes together. Because I could. It was, Chris Jones had the strangest holdout in in professional history. I mean, it was like, uh, I'm going to come to the party. I'm going to hang around, but I'm not going to talk to anybody. He went to the game. He went to their first game. Yeah. He showed up. He, he said, everybody, I'm going to play. So he ended up getting this cheesy deal. But he had to have known this Mahomes deal had to happen first. Yeah, and then he also came out and showed his worth in that first game. I mean, you saw what he was worth against Jacksonville. Well, I think he got happy when they told him, look, man, these are there are certain dominoes that have to happen. First, we have to account for the money. Right. And then we'll spread the mayonnaise out, and guess what? It'll come onto your sandwich, too. Yeah, but we right. have to- told him, hey, we're pretty close on Mahomes. Come yeah. on back. So then we'll if get you done. Yeah, we'll get you done. I think he probably knew earlier than any of us that yeah. Yeah, this is imminent because he came back and played quite well. We're uh, dotting eyes and crossing T's on Mahomes deal, then we got you. Did uh, J- Is Jerry waiting too late? Again, I guess that's the question today. I mean, you know, Lee, you got Jalen Hurts, Lamar, Burrow, Herbert, and Mahomes. I'm not going to put him in there because he's different. But yeah, you got four deals that have gotten done at big, big money. And, um, you know, the, we felt like, you know, he waited too long last time and ended up costing himself more. Maybe he has this time as well. And now, the only contract that really Dak and his agent can look to and say that's what we want is, is Justin Herbert. If you're talking about, you know, com- comparison. But the market went up, no matter what. Yeah, the market went up. So if I'm if I'm if I'm Dak, I'm starting at Herbert. And I think he's already got a little bit of a lead. Yeah, I'm starting. I'm I'm starting at Justin Herbert and Lamar Jackson if I'm Dak. Like well, whatever theirs is, give me that. At seven o'clock, we'll talk to Clarence Hill about this. He's uh, of the Fort Worth Star Telegram. He regularly with us and the Blitz, and he will be here at seven o'clock. Don't miss Clarence. It's always great as we prepare for a Cardinal game that could uh, have uh be influenced by injuries and rest. <laughs> we'll see what happens. Uh, also talk a lot about what we saw last night, of course, the injury. Deshaun Watson, 
I don't know, man. We'll we'll get into what he is. The uh, weird story coming out of Colorado, Travis Hunter, the injury going to keep him out weeks. The guy that inflicted it and his police protection now. As uh, How did they get what they got? His phone his, number, uh, his address? His address got put out someplace on the internet, and on the internet tubes, and then the death, threat, death threats quickly ensued in police protection. Uh, Travis Hunter speaks. He says, you know, football. He has protective That's, custody? He ain't protective custody? I think guy. the cops are watching him. We better hope the cops house. watching him didn't go to Colorado, too. I know, right? What if they yeah, what I'd if hate to think that somebody slips through the perimeter. What if they're buffaloes? I don't know. Punch my dude in the solar plexus like that. Lacerated liver. I can't wait to talk college football today because the characters are back. You know, we lost the Pirate. We lost Mike Leach. So it's been, you know, it, it struck me as I watched a little bit of Mississippi State get their just doors blowing off over the weekend. Yeah. That, you know, we lost the Pirate. Oh yeah, we don't have my well, LSU destroyed them, right? Yeah, it's yeah. just uh, um, and it felt like this beginning of the season had been boring, and I didn't realize the effect of Mike Leach. Yeah, it's been boring. Mike hadn't been around. God rest his soul. We miss you, man. I mean, boring football, but Lane Kiffin's back. <laughs> yeah, Lane never, Lane never Lane, left. Well, I mean, Lane's back to being Lane Kiffin. Yeah, Lane never left. He's picking fights with uh, Nick Saban. At the same time, he's picking fights with Nick Saban, questioning the org chart that he has as far as who's calling plays over and there. why does it matter? I don't Lane? know, but Lane Kiffin thinks it matters, and evidently so does Saban. But at the same time, Saban is get, dealing with uh, Lane Kiffin. What would you call Lane Kiffin? A pissant? Is that a good term? Am I allowed no. to say that? I think he's a solid football coach. No, I think, no, but there's something about him he just wants to make you mad. Oh yeah, he's There's a troll. Something. He's it's, just a troll. He's a he is a he is a new school aged internet social media troll. So he's just he always wants to pick a fight, and he's picking a fight. And I uh, like it. So he's got that. I mean, a, a Nick Saban saved your resurrected your career, but I don't know why you coming at Nick when he put you in that Nick Saban rehab program and got you another big time gig. But oh, you think there's allegiance? Oh man, I when I look at Sark, when I look at Kiffin. Bill O'Brien. I mean, when you're when you have when you're in a bad light, but you can coach Nick, bring you down there, help his program out, then you go get another good job. That's what Nick does. Well, he's going to face him this week. He gets the the, the deal with with Kiffin. Right. At the same time, did you hear Dion talk about saving? No. Wow. I have to dig that up. He was on uh, sixty minutes. I I saw that he was going to be on 60 Minutes. I haven't watched 60 Minutes in a decade. It was the uh, season premiere. Oh, okay. They had uh, Zelensky, the president of Ukraine. And then... uh, they get him? Did they do it from a bunker? It's it's 60 Minutes. Yeah, they did it from a bunker. (laughs) That's what I'm I'm wondering. And they had Dion. You want to talk about... It's just ridiculous. The, The size of the Dion thing. Oh, yeah. It's crazy. He was on 60 Minutes. That just amazed Well, one of the things he talked about was doing those Affleck commercials with Saban. Oh. And how he, he, I think the quote was, Nick Saban has forgotten more football than I will ever learn. Absolutely. I, I, I mean, I don't know about that, but I get it. He's just trying to give him his props. Well, I think there, there's that thing about Dion. I mean, Dion pretty Dion knows a lot about football. Maybe oh, no, not on no. the, from the coaching lens, but he knows a lot about football. But, there's the, but what I'm trying to get at is what the thing about Dion is there's Dion Sanders and there's primetime, and he's always talked about the separation between the two. That right. There's the, there's the, the, the hype dude, yeah. and then there's Dion. And when you hear Coach Sanders, not Coach Prime talk, then you understand why this program is so good so fast. That 
the, the this hype stuff that we're all paying attention to the sunglasses and and all the, the the Affleck commercials and Lil Wayne and we don't see this guy is a student is a yeah. football coach's football coach and is willing to to sit at the knee of the master whether he feels like he knows as much or more about modern football as he does he gives the props and that we get lost in the fact that He's coaching good football. It's not just because Prime's there, they're no, winning. No, no, no. That's what I'm saying. Like, we see all the social media stuff, but guess what? Behind closed doors, when the cameras are off, he's actually working. <laughs> he's actually working really actually, hard. Yeah. And coaching the way that 55-year-old Rob Thompson knew football. You know what I mean? He's coaching the way that Saban coaches. The way that the, this generation, it's not the new McDonald's. Yeah, he just knows how to relate. He knows how to relate to them in their world, but it's still an old school principle. Yes. Yeah. But it involves a little bit of money. Absolutely. I mean, a little bit. There's one reason. Calipari's been doing it for years in Kentucky. Dion just knows the same thing. Right. There is a transition. We want to turn you pro, and I will get you there. We're going to talk a lot about it. We want you involved. You can reach out and touch us in a couple of ways, 656-3776. That's the easy way. You can dial it. You can type when you do that. Jump on our YouTube feed. You can reach out and touch us there as well. And we're going to go to break, and I'm going to reach out and touch Rudy. We're going to talk Let's about it. we got all kinds of stuff to get into. Coming up next, uh, we'll look at what we uh, saw last night, talk some college football. Poor Nick Chubb. Ugh. Uh, Clarence will be here just a little after 7 o'clock. Go get yourself some coffee. Hang around with us. This is R&R in the morning, and you're on 94.1 San Antonio's Sports Star. It's R&R here on the Star. That's Rudy J. I'm Rob Thompson. GNR fans. Are you a GNR fan? Uh, You've been to the jungle? Look, I, I, that's our my era, you know. I remember it, you know. That was my era, my high school. It's like your glory years for some people my age, but yeah, yeah. I know some guns they were and roses. A global so, phenomenon. Absolutely. I'm not going to take away absolutely. anything they did, but I'm not going to be asking Nick or Sam for any tickets. I think I'm going to go. You are. I know. Yeah. Jason, I know Jason's going, I, but I think it's next Tuesday. Yeah, yes, it's coming next up. Next Tuesday. Yes, actually, yes. So I got tickets. To, you'd have to take a good nap. Oh yeah, take a good nap, go, and then you know, get back here Wednesday. Go, you know, or take off Wednesday. Maybe. <laughs> uh, Where are they going to be? Uh, that's a good question. It's probably a very large venue. Is it AT and T? You don't know Edwin. Do you know any Guns N' Roses songs? The ones that are on the hotkeys, yo. <laughs> so you why don't you play one? <laughs> Do you, can you find one? Why don't you? Why don't no, we this play? This is a it? huge show. It's yeah, on. Yeah, uh, we play. They the, got Alice in Chains. It's at the Dome, the twenty sixth. I'll wait till you guys give it out. Yeah, I'll we'll play. play when you hear the Guns N' Roses song, yeah, be, there the, you go. be the what caller, which I want to do. Let's get this ready. This is Let's morning this crew. This is all for you guys because at 7 o'clock, there'll be new people. They're not going to know what's going on. So, oh, yeah. You know what? Maybe that's not fair. Why? We won't. We won't. Yeah, we got to give the early birds some, them some love get for up showing up. Purpose. Or, yeah, you know what? When y'all hear the Guns N' Roses song, be what? Seven? Yeah, we'll go seven. When you hear Guns N' Roses... Be the seventh caller, and you can go with Rob and Jason Minix to and, see Guns N' Roses. And a little hint, it'll be right after Clarence. I'm just letting you know. A little bit will be about 7, 10, 12. Yeah. Right I think there. Jim Rome still uses that. Does he still use Oh, yeah. Well, it's the jungle. I mean, it's the jungle. He's yeah. giving vines and smack-offs. It's, it's still the same show. I'm down. No, it's still the same show. Why, why change it? Last night was a sloppy slugfest in two football games. 
defensive battles for sure. Yeah, that's that's one way to look at it. I, I, I'm trying to look at it, you know, in a positive light. I don't want to bash the NFL. Well, Pittsburgh managed 255 yards of offense, held the ball for 24 minutes and 32 seconds. Two defensive touchdowns. Yeah, what got the two hell? touchdowns and still a win. The Browns are cursed. <laughs> There's no getting around it. Uh, well, uh, Nick Chubb. I, that's I mean, one of the worst ones is. I've seen in a while. Oh. Like, you know, there's been some over the years that are just gruesome. Uh, but that one last night, again, there's, you you said it best, Rob. When ESPN elects not to show it anymore, that's the, that's all you need to know. I was in the other room. I didn't. I just heard the the crowd. Oh, you heard the crowd. Okay, I gotcha. Heard, and then, I heard you, the crowd, so then you come running out the kitchen. And then I come and run out just as they're giving us the only replay. Yeah, I was ha- I was happy with that. I was Yikes. like, okay, I only needed to see it once, and I haven't watched it again, oh, and I I'm won't gonna. be. Um, so that I mean, it, it was it was not a pretty night of football. So that, the takeaways for me one is San Francisco is really good. They they manhandled that Pittsburgh defense, and that Pittsburgh oh, defense is solid. Yeah, Pittsburgh. I mean, they showed it last night. Two defensive touchdowns. T.J. Watt got one, and um, they also got another one off of an interception. But uh. Little interference that closed the game out, but we you call that? You think that was pass interference? You grab the guy by both shoulder pads and stare him in the face. That's uh, that. <laughs> yeah. You know what? I don't that's know how a, they didn't call that. Yeah, that's kind is of, that one of those? Well, it's late in the game. You don't call that because that, if, one he, of those, if let they do play. throw the flag, then everybody says you don't call that that late in the game. It's let them so play or don't let them foul. I don't know how you do it, right. but it, it was interference. But I don't think it made the, it would change the outcome of the game at all. Now on the other side, the. Uh, I watched the Carolina Saint game because I had a vested interest into it, but there wasn't a whole lot of there there either. No, I mean, the thing is, Rob, the what we were looking at it today, the Saints are on a 10-game streak of holding teams under 20 points. That is a unheralded and needs to Dennis be Allen, lauded more about the Saints. That's a ridiculous number in this modern NFL. The Cowboys are a two-game streak. <laughs> Which is the second longest. <laughs> Well, really, three. They held San Francisco to nineteen. Are we just counting regular? Yes, we're just doing. But we'll give them three. Okay, so they're a third of the one. What was the Tampa score when they beat Tampa in the playoffs? Thirty-one, thirteen. So it's four. So it's four. There we go. See, four in a row. Four games in a row. That Cowboys defense has held teams under twenty points. Let's keep giving them props because everybody thinks I'm a hater. So, Um, Kenny Pickett and his gloves. Don't do that. Don't do Kenny Pickett like that. He's on my fantasy team. I still lost. You drafted a quarterback that wears gloves? <laughs> oh, I thought, oh, no, no. <laughs> I'm thinking you said Pickens. You're talking about the quarterback. Yeah, Kenny Pickett. Tommy Two Glove. That's an that offense looks like situation trash. that they're living with. offense does not look good. Ooh, it does not. It does not look good. It didn't look good against San Fran. It didn't look good last night. He threw another interception last night. I don't know, man. He might not be the answer. <laughs> He might not be, you know, know. preseason picking. I was like, oh, wow, this kid got better. Yeah, it's preseason, Rudy. Shut up. It doesn't help that he wears gloves. I'll just leave it at Why that. Why does that bother it's you It's a so weird much? thing. Wait, who else? There was a really good quarterback that also wore I two gloves. I think Peyton put on a glove every Peyton now and then. Kurt too. Warner. Kurt Warner did sometimes. It's just weird to me. It's Why? like it just It's just a strange thing that I see because it, it, it reaffirms and it's not a myth, but it reaffirms the issue of little tiny doll hands. Like his hands are so small that he has to wear a little stick. He has to wear he receiver a gloves, a little stick on him. A little stick on him. Troy Aikman couldn't throw a wet ball. No, he couldn't. And I know. I remember one time when they actually thought about putting a glove on him. Yeah. 
Now, Troy has some thoughts on Deshaun, and you, I think you and Troy kind of agree. Oh, I think we completely agree. He did not look comfortable tonight. Uh, last week, as we talked about, the conditions were such that the passing game just wasn't going to be very effective for him or Burrow. But even last year, this was this was not the Deshaun Watson that we had seen during those years with the Texans. And as I mentioned during the ball game, it is a, it is a different offense. But he's had time now, you know. And this <laughs> offensive staff has had time to figure out, okay, well, what exactly is it that Deshaun Watson does best? It's all been built around Nick Chubb. We understand that, and Kevin Stefanski understands that and that's not a bad way to go and Deshaun Watson was having to get adjusted a little bit to kind of the different play the play action off of the running game and those types of things but now without Nick Chubb I just think that the this offense going forward I would have to believe is going to look different than what we've seen under Kevin Stefanski for the last few years that's a beer manufacturer Troy Aikman that beer is not good um wow (laughs) unless they want to pay us uh (laughs) <laughs> it's not. Jerome Ford looked good. Who? Don't do that. You see, what is, you know what? I can see what kind of day this is going to be today. <laughs> I can see what kind of day it's going to be today. I see where you, I see what you on today. You making fun of people with little hands. <laughs> you, you don't know who Jerome Ford is. The backup running back for Cleveland. He I, came I in. He, no, I know you I kidding. Like I like that. No, you, that offensive line is good enough to support, I think, an average back. What did he do last night after he had 16 carries, 106 yards? Yeah, I think that offensive line is enough to support an average to good back. I don't think – so here's the here's So the him and Chubb were averaging over six yards yeah. a carry. So here's the problem you run into with this. Because Deshaun Watson looks awful. He, no, he, no, he doesn't. Oh, he looks awful, awful dude. Great, he wait, can't wait. complete awful? anything outside the hash marks. I don't know if it's his fault but, or the coaching but we or the use scheme. A, the A word. We're gonna say awful, awful, dude. He looked awful. That's just the Sean Watson. Forty two thirty five one TD one nine T. It was it, Rob. That, he was sacked six times. Yeah, well, that's part of it. That's okay, part of it. Okay, all right. Now no, they I'm run. Not, they run block well. They, they do don't pass block well. But there's something. Deshaun is not either. He ain't what he was. He can't function in this, but I can tell you this, he doesn't look good. Well, it'll be Stefanski before Deshaun, because well, that's fully guaranteed. Well, Stefanski's got a decision <laughs> to make, and it comes down to this running back or the running game. Because right. as Troy Aikman said, and he was as kind to Deshaun Watson as he could be, Troy's considering never, what he just said. Troy is never critical. And this Troy's was nice. He always handles people When he says loves. something's not right, it was ugly, dude. It now, doesn't agree, look right. The thing I will agree with Troy on is he don't look comfortable. Whatever he always the case. Looks, he always looks antsy. And now, and see, the thing about that is, like, I should sit here and say it's the offensive line, but when I'm talking to Mike McCarthy and he's talking about the footwork in sync with the offensive line, and if you're drifting out of spots you're not supposed to be in, the next thing you know, you getting sacked, and it makes it look like it's offensive line fault, but it's actually Deshaun Watson's fault. Yeah, it, it hasn't looked great, but I'm not going to go awful. That's all. I'm, I'm semantic. He looked awful. Not awful. For bro. Deshaun not Watson, awful, that, he isn't awful. For Deshaun Watson, he looked awful. He didn't look good. Now across the middle, he was dropping dimes. There was there Amari was one Cooper ended up playing after that, I made fun of him. Well, that did you see the catch late in the game? It was a little slant pattern that he put it through a needle. That's what I'm saying. So, so he it's still, still there. got that. Yeah, That's what I'm saying. But what is going on with the edge of the field? He can't complete anything on the outside of the hash marks. It does. And what are you going to do here if you're Cleveland? What if you're Stefanski? What's your fix? Pray. Because because the problem is, Rob, they decided, for whatever reason, 
to give him a fully guaranteed contract. So Stefanski, if I'm Stefanski, I'm I'm a little bit concerned because the next the next fix, if they don't get over the hump, is him as a head coach. <laughs> yeah. They're going to fire him, and they're going to say, well, he can't get Stefanski's offense. They need to bring in somebody. Because keep in mind, that wasn't Stefanski's guy. Go hire Bill O'Brien. Go get the source. Go out. Well. Oh, was that when he did have some success under Bill O'Brien? That's the only success he's ever had. I'm not going off. Not Dude. good. <laughs> Can I go one You're step above? Fa- okay. Can I go one? <laughs> All right. <laughs> I would say not good. But awful just seems I'll, so. Okay, well, I'm going to go Troy on we'll this. We'll be kind. He just didn't look comfortable. There's something a little off. We'll just look, leave it at that. He didn't look comfortable, Rob. I uh, agree with you. This uh, is two weeks. <laughs> now, they did They did beat Cleveland. They I mean, did. the Cincinnati last but week. But look that's at what they did it in. Yeah, a Cincinnati, monsoon. Yeah, Cincinnati was trash. Uh, the line of, to get paid uh, got a little shorter as Mahomes steps off the train and got paid. Here we sit. Let's talk about the Mahomes money and the ripple effect down the league as uh, Mahomes got his just desserts. Uh, we'll be right back. This is Arnard. Don't forget, Clarence Hill is here at 7. And Guns and Roses a little bit after that. There we are. The music, baby. Hang on for the sounds of Arnard. This is it. We'll be right back here on 94.1 San Antonio Sports Star. R&R in the morning on 94.1 San Antonio Sports Star. Hey, good morning to you. Top of the morning to all. Uh, Clarence Hill is going to join us in just a couple of minutes, but we are not going to be bereft of guests following that. I got to say the word bereft. I'm, I'm good for the day. Hey, Chad Brown uh, is going to join us at nine, uh, a little after 9.30. Uh, college football analyst that does work with ESPN, uh, Westwood One, networks, yeah. uh, very much involved with the Pac-12, and a Colorado Buffalo graduate. He's a friend of the show. Super Bowl champion, yeah. yeah. Uh, he's been on several times, and it wasn't that long ago. Probably about a year ago. Yeah, about a year. Uh, yeah. Sometime last football season. I wanted to talk about the Colorado football program to Chad Brown, and Chad said, no, nah, I don't want to talk about those guys. What's the point? They're awful. <laughs> My, how the cow. In one year, you can change your life, people. Yes, you can. And one day, you can change your life. In fact, with one signature, there's one guy that's going to make – with one signature, $210.6 million in the next uh, three years. Between 23 and 26, Pat Mahomes will sign a guaranteed deal for $210.6 million, making him the highest-paid professional player in NFL history. The highest-paid system quarterback we've ever seen. Wow, system. I'm messing with you. I'm messing with you. Kind of, sort of. They don't Look, I heard Ryan Clark say this yesterday. I want to give him his credit. He said, look, unless Chris Jones can play offense, <laughs> they still got problems. Because even once Travis Kelsey got back, it looked okay. Looked a little bit better. But, you know, Mahomes, is, you know, he's thrown a couple picks already. Scored and managed to muster up 17 points. But it hasn't looked good. They're kind of going that route of, like, you know, the when the Patriots went that route. Where it's like, hey, we'll just fill in receivers. We have Patrick Mahomes. You don't, you're not impressed with that win in Jacksonville? Yes, because I thought Jacksonville was going to win. I'm just talking about the uh, – I'm just – look, there's certain people you hold a certain stand. Look look how we're treating Nick Saban. You know, Nick has a down – oh, my God, it's over. Like, we hold Patrick to a different standard when, we, when we're talking about the offense. We're talking about an offense that's been pretty much unstoppable the past couple of years. And then the way the offenses looked the first couple of weeks, yeah, it's, you're, they're held to a different standard. He's, you know, he's chasing the goat. 
So, no, it hasn't looked like the offense it looked like last year or even that offense it looked like when they had Tyreek Hill. So, yeah, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna to pick on them a little bit. They're, <laughs> they're the defending yeah. champions. They can't just – we don't just hold them to, you know, the uh, – the the L.A. Chargers standards, they got different standards. They got, they've been to five straight AFC title games. And he willed we them alone. Well, not alone. So? He had Chris Jones. Chris Jones no, was Chris the winner Jones of the played game. Well. Chris Jones won that game. Huh. Oh, Peterson didn't think Chris Jones was going to play, evidently. Yeah, Doug Peterson and a weird game plan, but you yeah. know, Sunshine didn't get done. A couple of overthrows that back there in the back of the end zone. They could have done toe tag. Toe, Kelsey, what is it called? Toe drag swag. No toe drag swag. For the Jacksonville Jaguars receivers, I was I took away that Mahomes was spectacular. Was he? given the lack of help? The Hardeman had another mistake, a fumble, another mistake. Kelsey's limping around out there. He got nothing, and he went in against a everybody's darling playoff team at in Jacksonville yeah, in me. that heat, including me. And beat them. Not just not just one. They beat them. Jacksonville had to go back to the drawing board after that game. It wasn't about oops, we could have won, we should have won. No, Kansas City beat them. Yeah. So I I, I looked at it and when fair. I saw that and I saw Mahomes willed it. I'm like, well, they're not as bad as I thought they were in Week One. They're you're. I, I, Kansas City is less than they were last year. I'm not going to say that they're as good as they were right last now. Year. They're not as talented. They're right just now. not. Yeah. But that, I think it's more of a. That's a testament to Mahomes to me, even more so. Did you did you hear the uh, the play by play guy got off a a Swifty after Kelsey scored? He oh, was, that's right. Do you have that? <laughs> something about a blank space? I didn't even know. See, that's the lyric that see, I, I don't know. Taylor only my Swift wife music. knew that, right? Yeah, but then they were like, "Oh, a guy gets off a Taylor Swift blast," and then I looked it up and I was like, "Oh, she has a song called Blank Space." Okay, cool, whatever. So I guess that's what we're going to be dealing with. So now it's uh, Dak, right? Who's up? Who's who's in line in the proverbial quarterback next up? It's Dak, right? Yeah. Okay, so that's in the yeah. line. That's that's in the I manual. So. Now, the, your question is the most valid question. We got to ask Clarence. We'll ask Clarence, but let's. Is, is Jerry? Is this on purpose? Why well, asked? Did they wait too long? And you said, Birdie, we got to get to the point where we got to realize Jerry doesn't care. I just don't think he cares. I'll write you the check. It's now, crumbs out of my pocket, man. But this is the problem. So we know Mike is getting a blank check. What is that blank check going to read per year? Forty-five. I mean, thirty-five I would or say forty. Forty-five. Forty million dollars per year. Most of it guaranteed. Well, I'm talking about per year. Yeah, I'm talking about what to get against the cap. So okay, forty million. So I'd say it's say, a two hundred million dollars. Let's go on the low end. Let's just say he got sticks at thirty-five per year. Oh. Let's just let's just be fair. Let's just okay for T.J. Watt money. Yeah, let's just say you know for the sake of conversation, and then you toss Dak fifty. Mm-hmm. Trayvon already has twenty. It's going to so be we slim pickings. So we had a buck oh five. Yeah. We had a buck oh five between three players. <laughs> All right. Like, I, I, do you do you want me to throw in Zach's 20? So now we at a buck 25 between four. CD 25. Stop it right now. You've been at work too long. He ain't getting no damn. It, okay. So let's say for the sake of conversation, Edwin, let's say you're right, my man. Let's say CD gets that. Now I'm at a buck fifty between five guys. Yep, they're not winning anything that way. 
Who? Everybody else is doing it. But that, but the, everybody else is more a little bit better than you. No, and they're not. San Francisco's better than you. That, that's, that's not a, everybody Philly, else. That's Philly one. Philly is better than no, you. No, they're not. They just went to a Super Bowl. They're not better today. Right now, the Cowboys are a better football team. Than Philly? Yes. They're a based, better football based team. Based on than, what? Based on two based, games, they based are better. On Zach Wilson? Two games but based the, on New York, oh, too. Uh, you're right. That's 240. Uh, you're right. You're right. You're right because they got to play Zach Wilson. Dude, you're right. Dude, settle down. Threw three Do picks. not throw Philadelphia better. What? If you better. watch, they are not. They wow. were better last year. Today, they are not. Right now, they are. They are not. The numbers, the offense is better, the defense is better. What's better? Well, I forget. Okay, the so offense they play... is better, and the defense is better. What's better about Philadelphia? The, the Phillies' offense is much better no, it's than not. Dallas. Look at the numbers. No, it's not. They're running the ball pretty good. No. Rob, uh, Rob, defense Rob, is far Rob, and away better. Rob. Rob. Settle down. Rob. See, your hatred's coming no, no. out. Philly, the Bears coming out. Philly, the Cowboys are the best team in football today. Philly's offense is better than Dallas's. That's a fact. You don't think you don't think that Michael Gallup is better. The Cowboys have had to manufacture three quarters of football, Smith. and they coasted another three. Well, I'm saying if I, they wanted to hang seventy on the Jets, they could have. And if they wanted five to five field goals, what are you talking? They took their they, foot off the gas. Dude, even you yesterday said, even no, the fourth quarter, no, you know, play caller was horse. They, they even the even the coach disagrees with you. Oh, he was laughing. <laughs> They've kicked dude. They've five, owned two consecutive five, football teams, the likes of which no Cowboy team ever has. They're the best team in football today. They might not be next week, play. but today they are. So they've had to go up against. They had to play Justin Jefferson. You had to play. What's give me a? You had to play Lazar. You play who's in front. You had to play Lazar. Yeah, uh, we can quibble, but the Cowboys are the best team in football today. No, They've got a better defense. They're better than San Francisco today. They are. No, today they are. Rob, hey, what did they get? What did the Rams do to them? Out. They gave a rookie receiver twenty five catches Time this out. weekend. Timeout. They're a better football team. Today believe that. they are the best team in football today. No, I not. do believe that. No, you don't. I do There's believe no that. Way. There's they, no way you believe that right now. There have been three teams in history that have done what the Cowboys have done defensively in the first two games. Three in the history of the well, league. And the other two won Super Bowls. Okay, well, so we've got that. So they, well, you know they what? You roll get into New York, a team that thought they were good, a team that who? won yesterday. First of all, last and year, they first of all, let me let me let me them. let me stop you with the they, Giants talk. They won yes, they're one and just, one. Just last year. They are one and one. Just last year, y'all told me the Giants sucked. Y'all told me that. When Philly got don't know what about no, I'm no, talking about me, today. No, you told me. They, you and the rest of the Cowboy Nation told me when the Phillies got to when Philly got to the Super Bowl, they had to play the Giants. The, and, and so and so now because the Cowboys beat them, the Giants are good. See, here we go, Cowboy Cater. Here <laughs> no, we go. The okay. NFC East is seven and one. Seven and, so you you win in the NFC East, that means you're good. <laughs> oh my god. It doesn't? It doesn't. Philly's 2-0 as well. Yes, they're very good. They're the third best team in football. Who's the defending NFC East champ? Philadelphia. Who's the defending that NFC That was last top? year. No. What have you done for me they, lately? You know what they've done for you lately? They've gone 2-0. So have the Cowboys, and they're better. No, they are better. No, they're not. By the numbers, they are better. Who has a better quarterback? Who has I, the better I, receiver? They, Who has the better line? Dallas. Offensive line? Dallas. Dallas has a better offensive Dallas line than Philly? fully functioning, Rob. yes. Yes, they do. There are two Hall of Famers running around on that offensive line. Two. Better than Philly's offensive line? There are line, two Rob? offensive Hall of Famers running around on that line, and you couldn't stop singing the praises I of love Frank. Them. 
I just don't feel like their offense. They're the best than team Philly. in football. Admit it. I know it hurts. I know it hurts you, Bear fan. It hurts. Zach Wilson. They're the best team in football. Zach Wilson. Own it. Will you, Own it. Okay. Zach okay. Wilson. So you love Mac Jones? I love Kirk him. Cousins. I love them better than Daniel oh. Jones and Zach Wilson. Oh. I like They're the best team Daniel in football. Own it. Come on, Rudy. It ain't who, that hard to who admit. Has the, who has a better strength of schedule? Who what has the better? Playing, I'm asking you a question. I don't know. You, I don't know. So you Tell don't me. think New England's better than the Giants? New England, are they 0-2? I'm asking are you a question. Are they 0-2? The, the, the Giants are 1-1. The Giants are 1-1. Who did the Giants play? New England is 0-2. Who did the what Giants it play? It doesn't matter. The Cardinals. You said strength of schedule. It said You said strength and, of schedule. Okay, and is Minnesota... So is, Minnesota played a team, or the, the New England's played a team that's now 0-2. Right. 0-2, and a team right. that's what? 1-1. One one. Right. Okay. And who's better? All I can tell I'm you is the schedule, you dude. I'm the Cowboys are 2-0. The Cowboys the are better. The Jets are trash, and you know it. No, the, okay. the Jets have the fourth be- best defense in football, and they're going to be an eight-win team. And they showed. That's why y'all kicked five field goals, because yes. y'all couldn't score on them. So it showed. <laughs> we couldn't That's score? It. Is 30 points not a lot to you? Is that not enough? I think it was it a defensive touchdown in there. The, 30? No. So every time I retort, you come with another thing. I'm They've scored give, 70 giving, points. But I'm giving They've you facts. They've given up 10. There are 70. Am I not, not? No. Am I not? You're giving me opinion and emotion. 70 and 10. 70 and 10. Yes, against two trash opponents. Oh, so that's opinion. That's two. opinion. The Giants are 1-1. One one. The Giants is, suck. Oh. They almost lost to Arizona. New England. What is this? Uh, who did New England lose to? Philly uh-huh. and Miami. Oh. Two teams that are 2-0. 0-2. 0-2. 0-2. Minnesota? Oh. They're what are they now? 1-1. One one. No, they're 0-2. Oh. They lost to Tampa. <laughs> they're 0-2. So the, the teams that Philly beat are 0-4. <laughs> But, but they're, they're better. better than the Giants and the Jets. It's so hard to admit, isn't I'm not, I'm it? Not, You've been bro, programmed bro. by the Skip Baylesses of the world out there, anti-Cowboy no, fan, no. just to admit no. for one day in your life no. that the Cowboys no. are the best team in football. Okay, well, after two weeks, if you if that's your opinion. Today. If that's your opinion. By the numbers. you feel like that, they, that them... Oh, you uh, poor, that they're better than San Francisco. You poor sour cowboy fan, anti cowboy fan. They beat, okay, even so. Okay, so if you say Philly, do you really feel they're better than San Fran? I who's do beat, today. I do. Beat Pittsburgh. I saw what the Rams and the did. The Rams. I saw what the Rams did. Them. I think you can move the ball against them right now and against <laughs> that great defense. I do. I saw what the Rams did. You know what? You you sound like Skip. You Skip's the Cowboy. They're the politics. best team in football. Come on, Cowboy fan, step up and admit it. It was hard for me. To, I was afraid yesterday to come out and go. You know what? Damn it! It's hard to admit. All right. Well, that they, they're the what? best team and in guess football. What? You gonna, you gonna get to say it again next week then because they play in Arizona. Well, that's the scary thing because the battered Cowboy fan knows bad things happen when we feel good about ourselves. Yeah. That's why I was afraid, but you pulled it out of me. San Fran's better than them. <sighs> Philly too. Philly too. I wonder what Clarence thinks. He's going to tell us in just a couple of minutes. Hold on tight. This is R and R. You're on ninety four one. San Antonio Sports Star. It's O six hundred. What's the O stand for? Oh my God! It's early. Wake me up. Wake me up. Wake up. Wake up. Wake me up. Wake me up. Wake up. Rob Thompson. You don't believe the other way in transition to the top. Oh. I want some nasty. Rudy J. Cowboys win. How else would you settle this game? How about this, Cowboys? each day as if it were on purpose. I wake up in the morning, I piss excellent. R&R in the morning on 94.1 San Antonio Sports Star. Good morning. Hey, good morning to you. 
Good morning, good morning. That's Rudy. I'm Rob. Easy's putting the button, pushing the buttons. Clarence Hill is here. Think so. Clarence, you here? Of course. Man. Good morning, sir, it. man. How are you, you this morning? Be, you guys got to be hyped with that, that, that intro. I like that, man. Yeah, hey, man. Get people up, man. Get people excited. <laughs> I'm here, man. What's up, man? How, how How's the weekend? How was, how was the Cowboys? How'd they look in person? I got to, I'm not watching that TV. I ain't watching it up close and personal like you. I mean, 70 to 10, uh, they outscored their opponents the first two weeks. Who looked better than the Cowboys the first oh, two weeks? In the you know season? what? You Thank know you, what? Clarence. Clarence. I'm don't sending start. the, the uh, so gift we just, in the mail. We just argued about this, screaming and yelling at each other. I don't think anybody could hear. Like, why, why, so, are you, why are you arguing? Because you really, so you really saying that right now you got them, if you're doing your power rankings, we just do two weeks. Not last year, like Rob said, just two right weeks now. in, you got them better than their boogeyman San Francisco? I said no one's played better. No one's. You're been not running for office, field. Clarence. You can be. A, you can. You can be straightforward. No, he's I mean, answering. I mean, I don't understand. I don't understand what's, what's, the, what's the debate. No one's had two more impressive wins. Thank you. Than the Cowboys the first two weeks of the season. What's debatable about that? You, what, what, what is, what's, what's up for debate? Seriously, what, Clarence. What's up for debate? Clarence, you you been to ten. You've been watching football too long. Your eye test does not show you. Forget the score. Your eye test does not show you that they're better than San Francisco. What they did to Pittsburgh and then the tough Rams team? Come on now. Oh, oh now, now the Rams are tough. Oh, now, now the Rams are tough. Wow. Wow. <laughs> they're better now, this year, now, Clarence. Now, now Pittsburgh is good? Pittsburgh is good? That offense is good? The quarterback Pittsburgh? wears gloves. Did you watch Pittsburgh last night? Clarence, the Cowboys kicked okay, okay. five. I think Brandon Aubrey still okay, kicking. Okay. Okay, see, 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 this is, you know, this, this is my problem. Talk to me. We're going we gonna to argue here, but you can, I never said they were better than, and could beat them on paper. Okay. Yeah, I, I need uh, okay. some reading and comprehension and listening. I, uh, I said no one's had two more impressive victories. Okay. That's, that's not debatable. That's okay. That's, that's not debatable. No one's had two more impressive victories than the Cowboys. I never said they were better than the 49ers on paper. That, that can be, it has to be proven. And certainly the 49ers have beaten them last two years. All that makes sense. But the Cowboys certainly have a good chance to be 4 0 going to the 49ers game. And, and we're going to find out. But, there it is. But as of the first two weeks of the season, no one's been more impressive on the field mm. from what we've seen than the Cowboys. That, that's not even debatable. Oh. And, and you you say and you and you say the you you point out they went over Pittsburgh. Okay. And, and you act like Buffalo did not just I'm not Buffalo. The Jets did not just beat Buffalo. That Jets defense is damn good. And, and, and coming to the season was probably better than Pittsburgh's defense. You know you know we all excited about Pittsburgh because they beat the Browns and and, <laughs> and, and looked horrible and then Deshaun Watson looked horrible. You know, and, and they didn't do nothing against San Francisco. But you can't tell me the Pittsburgh defense is better than, than Buffalo than than the Jets defense. Jets defense playmakers at every level. And and I understand your quibble about the field goals, but they moved about up and down the field against a very good Jets defense with a one of the best defensive lines in football. And yeah, it's hard to score in the red zone. Yes, but damn it, they have they have they have. Backup offensive line guys up there. You don't have Tyler Smith up there. You didn't have Brandon Cooks. And they walked up and down the field against that team. Clarence Hill, Fort Worth Star-Telegram, right here on San Antonio Sports Star. You get him every week. You know where you need to be. Now, um, what were we can – obviously five field goals 
you got to kind of talk about red zone. Now there was some talk that you know maybe they took their foot off the gas in the fourth and they didn't you know they didn't need them. So why go in deep into the playbook when you don't have to? But there is you no know, reason for concern. Is there any kind of behind the scenes thought that maybe we need to address a red zone issue that might begin? Well, I would say this on paper. One of the biggest problems, first of all, let's, again, we talked about this to McCarthy yesterday. Mm-hmm. The Jets' defense is damn good. That defense line, it's hard It's hard to score in the red zone. That's why they call it the red zone. People bend but don't break. Things are tougher down there, all of that. So let's just, number one, that's not an easy defense mm-hmm. to score against, and it won't be easy for other teams, and they will have more success against other teams not named the Jets' defense. But, yes, you want to score in the red zone. Again, we we we... we there were some play calling issues. Mike McCarthy admitted, you know, the reverse was not a good decision. It ran right into the defense. Some, some different things there. Uh, Quentin Williams is damn good. He beat TJ Bass, like the third string guard a couple of times for some plays down there. Who was, who was out there? You had Zach Martin out at times. Chuma Odogo, who, who was starting the place of Tyler Smith was out, uh, was an injury. All that played a role. And what is also true, uh, cause I was talking to, you know, some other reporters yesterday. The Cowboys don't have a red zone threat. Mm. They, they don't have Zeke, mm. which I would have brought back just for a short yard because he scored 12 rushing touchdowns last year. So they don't have a physical back that has a nose for the end zone like that. Although I like Tony Pollard, He's, he runs stronger than a lot of people give him credit for. But they don't have that hammer in the backfield. And they don't also don't have that mismatch on the outside. There's not the Cowboys tight ends are good, they're nice, but they're not mismatches. You know, they're not guys who, you know, you, you're gonna throw up the ball up to. And that receiver the same. We love CeeDee Lamb, but he they don't have any Des Brown. They don't have a jump ball guy that, that's a mismatch down there. So everything has to be schemed and perfect and blocked perfect for them to score. <laughs> when will they call up the Chiefs or one of these other teams that need a receiver and offer Michael Gallup? <laughs> <laughs> And I mean that respectfully. I like Michael, and I was pulling for him, Clarence, to be honest with you. What's that got to do with the red zone? How does that help him score in the red zone? You right. Because, I mean, let's just roll with Tolbert. He looked better than Gallup did. First of all, they play different positions. True. You know, they play different positions. And, you know, they're going to make a point to try to get Gallup into the game. I don't think Gallup looked bad. They just threw the ball. I mean, he didn't. How many targets has he had the first two weeks? He ain't had many. Not like he's out there dropping passes, you know, but, he, you know, he doesn't have a lot of targets. Uh, one thing I know that this, this is my own opinion. Okay. Is that Gallup is a long strider. He's certainly more fit for the offense than Kellen Moore run when you, you got more vertical routes. Mm-hmm. This is a quick game. You know, gotcha. They're getting the ball out quick. You know, they get, got, you know, getting out the battle out of Brandon Cooks and CeeDee Lamb in the backfield. You know, you look at most, a lot of Dak's passes are at the line of scrimmage, behind the line of scrimmage. You know, I don't know if that's Gallup's game. Good point. You know, he, he, he's a downfield guy, vertical guy, you know, but and they're trying to get the ball out quick, get the ball out of Dak's hands quick, get the ball to different guys so they can make quick moves. That, that, that's the screen game. All that, that's not him. And so I don't know if all that fits. You know, maybe when teams start coming up to pressure that and take that away and the Cowboys have to go on top, that's what that's you know, that's when, when Gallup gets more involved. But they're gonna try to get Gallup more involved. They they understand that. But but I think that the the, the style of offense they play up impacts uh Gallup's role. Uh, Clarence Hill Jr. right here on San Antonio Sports Star. Catch all of his stuff from Fort Worth Star Telegram. If you're a Cowboy fan, you know where you need to be. Uh, We talk about, you know, getting Gallup the ball. Was there a concerted effort to get the tight ends involved, or is that just what the Jets gave them? 
No, I mean, I, I think that they always like their tight ends. I don't yeah. know, if, you know, I don't know if they got, you know, you go back to last week, the tight ends were involved. Yeah. I mean, what they, you know, they just dropped three, four passes <laughs> last week. They didn't drop them this week. But I mean, I, I think they, they like their young tight ends. And, and, and you know, again, this offense uh, is, is going to get the ball to them, find ways to get the ball to them. And, and Dax, you know, he's going to try to throw to the open guy. I mean, he's going to try to throw to CD first. And, you know, as we saw, that, that CD's going to be a big part of this offense. And, and what they do, but he's going to spread the ball around and get to those guys, get the ball to those guys. Did you tell Todd Archer to leave Dak alone? I thought Dak was going to come down and go upside Todd's head. He, was, he wasn't too happy with Todd's <laughs> questioning the other day, man. You, you know, I wrote a column about that. And I'm, I'm, uh, listen, Talk Dak, to is me. The ultimate, Dak is the ultimate professional. Always been professional leader, decorum, but he, he, he's tired. He's tired of it. Right. And he should be tired of it. And he's entitled to be tired of it. And I like Todd. It wasn't about Todd. No, I Todd know. was asked a legitimate question. Uh, you know, because – but the, the, the stuff he's had to deal with since the end of last season over the interceptions, the narrative that to me is just way over the top from FS1, ESPN, everybody. And Dak has been professional. He answered all those questions in minicamp. He had OTAs, training camp. We've talked about it. We've talked about it. We've talked about it. And, you know, to bring it up now, you know, he's tired of talking about it. Especially after the, the two games he's had. Do we want so, that from him? I think yeah, I want that from him. Clarence, I, want him to, I want him tired of this. Clarence, you tougher on your kids than you are on dad, <laughs> man. You know, and, I, and you a great father. You got him daughter and rice. You got you done raised beautiful kids. You harder on them than you are on Dak, Clarence. Come on now. I'm not being hard. I'm, I'm showing you understanding of where he's coming from. And he's right. And I looked it up, and I got the numbers for you, okay? What about the year before? What about the year before that? What about the year before that? The notion, and I've been, first of all, I've been saying, I've been screaming the roof about this all offseason. The notion that he's some type of reckless quarterback that just always throws interceptions has, is, is sensational. It's taking life right. and it's patently false. So when you see, when he, the stat was, hey, this is the first time since, you know, last year that you've gone two games without interception. And he didn't, it didn't happen <laughs> last year. But mm. go back to the year before, and go back to the year before that, and go back to it happened 2016, 2017, 2018, 2019, 2020. He went several games without back-to-back -back interceptions and games. But we act like last year is his DNA, and that's historically not his DNA. That's all I'm saying. It's historically not, and we won't say that truth. We that's just want to act like last year is who he is, and historically that's not true. That's patently false. And really, when you what you broke down for us at training camp, Clarence was fifteen. Really, isn't a lot. When you look back, when you look back historically, look at it, Peyton Manning. Yeah, Eli was doing twenty six, twenty seven. <laughs> <laughs> Nobody cared. That, that, that's all I'm saying. And so you know, we we go crazy. And 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 one thing that would again. No one wants to throw an interception. That the one to throw an interception. They know Mike McCarthy. They try to. They're addressing that. Certainly, they're addressing it with how they run offense. The understanding on offense, being on the same page. You know, the receivers been on the same page. Certainly, a lot of interceptions weren't his fault. Some were his fault. They want to address it. But, but again, my thing and Dak's thing and most of the Cowboys' thing and anybody that understands it is that we made a bigger deal about Dak's interceptions. Then we did the fact that Josh Allen, who, mm. you know, which is a perfect example, of, you know, right. from week one to week two, Josh Allen has had more turnovers, total turnovers of deck last year, has had more turnovers the last three years, but nobody's screaming at the roof doing breakdowns of ESPN about Josh Allen's interceptions and, and want to know, you know, you know, what is he going to do to fix them? We're only talking about Dak. And week one to week two was a perfect example against the Jets. The Jets team, you know, 
again, that turned Josh Allen over four times, three picks, a fumble, and a win in week one. Week two, that goes 31 or 38. Mm. Only misses seven passes to 38 attempts, 255 yards, completes his first 13 straight passes, throws two touchdowns, 255 yards passing, and they win 30 to 10. And almost threw a pick six, but Sauce Gardner can't catch. Why are you leaving that out? Don't leave that out, dog. Don't leave that out. Can can we talk about this? You can't assume (laughs) a double play. You can't assume a double play. I mean, is there a stat? I I don't know. The almost interception stat? (laughs) I'm I'm, going to check pro football reference to see if there's an almost interception stat. I mean, you know, not my problem. I can only go by stats I see on the stat book. You know, at the end of the season, at the end of the game, they do have a, you know, a, a, a... a, a, stat, a complete stat book you can find, and I don't see a pick on there. You know, and, 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 you know not, 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 and, the thing, and, and that's what's so crazy. Okay, so what if he threw an interception? So what if he picked it off? There was no way to judge. He wasn't going to throw three. True. He wasn't going to have four turnovers. And long as he doesn't have that, the Cowboys were going to win that game. You know, it, it, it's, it's naive of us to think that he's going to go this whole season without throwing an interception. Oh, it'll and, come. And when, he, when, when he does it, you know, let's not act the fool. Yeah, that's part of the game. Oh, look, 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 look at the interceptions that Patrick Mahomes is throwing already. Look at all the other quarterbacks that throwing interceptions. You know, it happens. But that doesn't make you a bad quarterback. Or this this doesn't make it. They get paid to another side of the ball. Well, we'll talk about pay. That's yeah, coming will. around the corner. That is Clarence Hill Jr. There's a reason why you're appreciate here, you, and that's Clarence. why you're here. That's why Clarence appreciate Hill's here. You, man. Hey, man, we appreciate you. Have a great day. We'll talk to you next week. All right, guys. Thank you, man. Later. Clarence Hill Jr. Follow him on the Twitters, on the X's, on the socials, and make sure you're reading his stuff and catching him live right here on San Antonio Sports Star. There's some music coming. We'll be right back. This is R&R. You're on 94.1 San Antonio Sports Star. The Jim Rome Show. Hey, Jim Rome here. And back in the military city of San Antonio. Weekdays at noon on 94.1 San Antonio Sports Star. I thank Clarence Hill Jr. for stopping by. Let's give away some tickets. GNR is coming to San Antonio. We promised our early crew an opportunity. Oh, there we go. I forgot. Let's turn on my hit it. My hit it. Eddie. Do we have the sound that we can jam for some GNR? Just a little bit. They're coming on uh, September the twenty sixth. That's uh, next week. They are opening. Being they're welcoming uh, Allison Chains. Wow, what a show! Minix is going to be in heaven. Caller number seven. Grab a vine. It's not noon. <laughs> Stop. Grab a vine. Damn, Romy, man. Six five six three seven seven six. Romy will be here at noon. We got tickets to give away. Caller seven is going to go check out GNR and Allison Chains at the Dome on September the twenty sixth. Does Alice actually come out in chains? She, uh, she's well, she's been freed out. She's off the chains now. She's about fifty five now. I mean, we're all middle-aged grungers now. Yeah. Did you see uh, Sting was in uh, up in Austin over the weekend? For what? I, I had a show. Oh, okay. I, th- I thought it was at the Longhorn game. but <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, that might have been. He might have stopped by. No, everybody that mattered was at the Colorado game. We just saw a picture of Kawhi Leonard. Yeah, at the Buffalo game? At the Buffalo. So I, I saw somebody say he don't even go to the Clipper games. <laughs> But he had a Buffalo game. He was in Colorado. Why was more introverted than the something like that? I find that very interesting. And certainly no pub about it. The uh, the surprising is it surprising that, that Cincinnati's on too? 
Um, when you look back historically at Joe Burrow's starts, no. It's not it's not that surprising if it's right there in black and white that they're slow starters. But the problem that they're in now is if you were going to go 0-2, you should have let them sit these last two weeks. Because <laughs> now you're in a situation where Zach Taylor's saying that he probably should. He don't know if he's going to be able to play. So now you're in a situation where you miss. You might have to miss another couple weeks. You could look up in your 0-4. Hell, even his own star receiver is like, get him the hell out of here. I ain't getting no numbers. <laughs> You'd understand if it was like, hey, shut Joe down for a couple weeks to make sure he's 100% on the I other end. I wish he did that from jump. You know, but yeah. I mean it. Live and learn. <laughs> I would have did that from jump, live and learn. I mean, right now, my man, uh, the rookie out of the Rams. I mean, who would have known that you should have took the rookie wide receiver of the Rams over Jamar Chase? I think Jamar Chase has a total of 17 fantasy points in Ooh. two games. Yeah, exactly. A total. So, yeah, I know it's like, you know, get right. I get why they rolled him back out there. I mean, it's your star quarterback. I get it. But you roll, the reason you're, you're screwed. Because you cannot start 0-4 in the NFL. And he probably needs two weeks now. Pittsburgh's 1-1. Cleveland's 1-1. Cincy's 0-2. Baltimore's 2-0 in their division. The good news is Pittsburgh... You're still in the hunt in your division? and you Yeah, you're still in the hunt. But they're in, but you can't let Baltimore run away and hide. Are they good enough? Is Cincinnati? Cincinnati? Is Cincinnati good enough to go, all we need to do is get to the playoffs? Yes. Forget the home. We don't need to worry about that. They've been the consecutive AFC title game. They know what it has. They know what it takes. They are good enough to just. But you. But in this situation, if he needs two weeks and they start zero and four, they're not getting to the playoffs. If they start zero and four, they're not. I agree with now, that. Nobody's overcoming that because then what you got to do? You only have thirteen games left. Nah, bro. I can't see it. Not in that. Not as deep as the AFC is. Now the Jets losing Aaron Rodgers hurt. You know the Patriots don't look like they're going to turn the corner. Buffalo, they look like they got back up off the mat. We'll see. Right. We'll see. I think that they can uh, – if I'm Zach, I look at this like I got it. I can't play him. No. I, I just can't. No, especially not with the re-aggravation of it. And it's one of he those things – He couldn't even walk after the game. Right. And you heard Chase, live and learn. <laughs> yeah. right. Well, then we probably should sit him down. We probably should he sit said him We should have did it from the jump. The, the news – and that matters because he, he – I mean, it's Joe Burrow. They're good enough to get there. And he's – he was the standard setter, the standard setter. There we go. I can say that right. after Mahomes, after Mahomes signed his deal, the Burrow deal became the standard setter. Now we've got a brand new Mahomes deal. Uh, three years, two hundred and ten million dollars guaranteed. Well, four. Four. Well, that's four years, yeah. but between twenty three and, and twenty six, it'll be the most highest paid yeah. ever for the next three years, at least as we sit today until Dak signs his deal. The uh, highest paid this player. No, Dak's not going to top it. You know? Do you believe that Dak will? That Jerry, even though he is willing to pay and overpay, could possibly pay Dak more than Pat Mahomes. I don't think, on general principle, I could do it. Let's see. So annually, I'm just I always go off annually because the 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 what you get up front, what you get guaranteed, always moves around. Just annually, Joe Burrow's at 55, Justin's at 52. That's where that Justin and Lamar are at 52. That's what Dak will get. Yes. He'll get fifty-two million per season. Yeah, and I, I think that's it's a, just what and like and we can sit here to blue in the face. He doesn't deserve it. Blah He don't do. That's it's this it's it's the market. He's going to get about fifty-two to fifty-three million dollars. He will. And we are you bring it up, and we know it's <coughs> excuse me, we know it's coming. We're watching the Rams have to go through it. 
Well, you're, we're talking about five guys. Yeah, you talk about five guys. For the Cowboys that are going to count for half the salary cap. More than half. They're going to count five guys will account for 55 to 60% of this cap. If, if, if Diggs stays and gets what we think. And, well, Diggs, you talking about CD? I mean, CD yeah. stays and gets his. Micah going to get his. Uh, you know, Dak's getting his. Trayvon uh, already got Trayvon his. Trayvon got his. And we had one more that's due. Well, Steele just got his. So Zach Martin got his little extension. And the, in about two years, Tyler Smith will get that's his. That's it. Smith will get his. After that. There's no money left. You just got to have some good. They've done well enough in the draft room. I mean, I think that's every team. Again, you speaking of the team we just spoke about, Cincinnati's rolling into that because Chase's deal is going to be coming up. They're already talking about Dylan Higgins, you know. So I mean, every team faces this. It's not just the Cowboys. You know what I mean? If it, it, it may feel like we're picking on the Cowboys, but that's because we're in Cowboy Country and we're the home of the Cowboys. But every single team deals with being able to pay seven to ten guys really good money, and the other 50, the other forty two Rob are rookie deals and really small deals. You know, a little side part of this. Did you see? There's a little side bit of news that uh, the Players Association allegedly this is alleged uh-huh. uh, oh was trying to get the running backs inside of the uh, union. Uh, to maybe uh, enhance their injuries just a little bit, to say they're a little bit more hurt than they were, to maybe increase the leverage power that running backs have evident, obviously yeah. lost over the last couple of months. Uh, bad just idea. a little bit. Uh, the college football world is certainly yeah. uh, about to pick up some speed. The top 25 matchups we've been waiting on are coming this weekend. Unfortunately, Colorado, one of those big games as they head up to Oregon, will be without Travis Hunter. What do you hear about the guy that took care of Travis's game the other night, put him in the hospital? Uh, trouble his way. Uh, Nick Saban has brought come back to the earth and has lost his mind. And Mel Tucker is a bad dude. All coming next. And we talk college football because we do that very well here. This is R&R. You're on 94.1 uh, San Antonio Sports Star. It's the Awesome Tickets Pro Football Pick'em Challenge on 94.1 San Antonio Sports Star. You're shot at $50,000 nationally, while weekly winners locally get a $50 gift card to Five Oaks Ace Hardware on Thousand Oaks. At the end of the season, locally, the best overall record wins the San Antonio Grand Prize of $1,000 worth of tickets to any event from Awesome Tickets. Sign up today at sasportstar.com. Good morning, everybody. Joe Reinagle here. Plenty of football talk. In fact, we're going to talk a little Texans football with Indy Kalu. He joins us at 3.30. Dallas Cowboys talk with mother football, Shereen Williams. She'll join us at 5.15. And we're going to talk a little boxing with Mario Barrios. He'll join us at 4.15. Hey, Rudy, I saw you playing golf this weekend. It looked like it did you any good. <laughs> wow. <laughs> It's R and R in the morning, and shots I, fired. I have you know, Joe Reinagle. I won money, so I won some money, so I did something right now. I got carried. Well, doesn't matter. You're I got part carried. of a team. I got carried. I hit a few good shots. Only needed one. You know. And then my wife did say I smelled like a bar when I got home. Well, that's she, she you had a good round. She wasn't too happy. With if me. you want to have a good round, why don't you sign up and play some golf with us? It's happening a week from Monday. Yeah, we're almost there. So October the 2nd, the beautiful Olympia Hills Golf Course will play host yet again to one of our family fun golf outings. We need some sign-ups. Well, we need. <laughs> we're filling up. I didn't get today's tally. I don't think we're full, but we're close. We're close. Uh, 656-3776 if you need to. Uh, no, don't call us. Go to essaysportstar.com. 
And just get yourself signed up. If you've been waiting to find others, don't wait anymore. Sign up. We'll we'll find you a team. And if you got your four, you can save a little bit of money. And if you see Rob, have him hit your drive if you got lefties. Please if you do. got lefties. Yeah. You know I'll, what? I'm going to bring my drive. Rob, let's do that. Okay. If you're a lefty, <laughs> you can have Rob drive. You do not want that. <laughs> Here's the way we should do it. If we really, uh, okay, really want to benefit yeah. the Lupus Society, you can pay for me not to drive for you. No, no, no. We want to see. 20 bucks and I don't have to drive for you. All lefties, the, uh, I want you to stop Rob and say, hey, Rob, hit a shot for dude. me. It, whether it be a putt, it could even be a putt, Rob. I will. I'll bring my club, so I don't. You don't want to. I don't want to. You don't want to put yours. your do, your do, you juju on yeah, somebody's clubs. Those clubs be all covered in cooties by the time I'm done. You'd have to have some. Yeah, uh, you know what? Yeah, you know what? Yeah, take your own stuff. A little alcohol rub to get that stuff off because it, it lingers. <laughs> trust me, I can't get rid of it. I've I've had some guys that play really well play with me and just play the worst oh. rounds ever. It is contagious, especially with me because I'm I'm awful. I really don't care that much, That's and, my problem. and I'm left-handed. So watching me play oh golf is like watching a funhouse mirror. Yeah, you just like by the time you're uh, you're done playing with me, I've ruined you for the next month. That is my. I think my biggest problem is I. I'm just there for the fellowship. I just don't I'm care. there for the fellowship. <laughs> it's a fellowship thing for me. I'm not really concerned about getting all the way better. I don't want to go out there and be I, awful. Yeah. But like, if I'm not, you know, my days of highly competitive golf are long behind me. Yeah. There was a time I cared. Yeah, there was when a time I, really, I was taking my daughter out there and with me just so I could get out there and let her just play. We're going to play in the bunker, baby. Did we, did we just give up? Is that what we did? We didn't give up. We ran out of time. Or maybe that's it. We ran out of time. Like You got other stuff to do. Because I did care. I really did. Yeah, you I coaching. You raising kids. Like yeah. You're like, I'm not going to try to be shooting in the 80s consistently. Yeah, just get me out of the house for five there hours. That's go. all I'm really asking. There you go. The, uh, this, this, uh, this Alabama Ole Miss thing I, I find really interesting. Nick Saban, I find very interesting because it's funny when you get brought back to earth, right? The things that matter and the things you say and the excuses you make. <laughs> now, for those of you unaware, um, evidently in the scouting process of for Ole Miss preparing for Alabama, uh, Les Miles has less more that come from. <laughs> Speaking of crazy coaches, yeah. Um. Alabama evidently has changed their org chart. And the guy calling plays isn't the OC or the well, DC. The, well, according to Lane Kiffin. According it's not. to Kiffin. But I, I believe him. Why? Why would you believe Lane Kiffin? Well, how does Lane Kiffin know who's well, calling the plays? He says he has verifiable proof. I don't oh. know what that means. But even if it is, who? what is it to Lane? See, that's just it. That, why, I don't want, uh, why, why does this matter anywhere? Yeah. And, uh, above and beyond that. Why the hell does Nick Saban care? Nick wants to, whoever is calling the plays is calling the plays. I mean, hell, Bill Belichick let Matt Patricia call offensive plays last year. Does it matter? I mean, I guess, well, well uh, who cares? Okay, so that's one part of what's going on in Alabama. He's been brought down to the mud uh, by Lane Kiffin. The right. other part is just this offensive uh, quarterback fiasco that's going on. The likes of which I haven't seen happen in Alabama before. I haven't mm-hmm. seen this. I've seen... The the biggest controversy that Saban's had to deal with at quarterback, one, for the first 10 years there, quarterback was an afterthought. Just a dude. Yes, he was just, just a guy. You're, just don't screw it up. Turn around, hand the ball off, and get out the way. So then there was the Tua Jalen Hurts controversy. And that's the biggest thing he ever had to deal with. One Heisman guy for another. I mean, that's really – now uh, – the Then we Mac got, Jones, then Bryce Young. So it, it started a little run there, QBs. Now here we set three quarterbacks in. And we're going back to the beginning. This is Saban uh, 
talking about his uh, new and old quarterback altogether. There you go. You know, from a quarterback standpoint, this is all I'm going to say about this. Jalen really showed the leadership that I was looking for, you know, during the game in terms of supporting his teammates and doing the things he, he needed to do. He stood there and cheered He's with the best had the opportunity to play, so was the other guys. Jalen played the best of all those guys, and... Uh, so I think he's earned the opportunity to be the quarterback. You know, he's played the best of the quarterbacks, and that's the way it is right now. He played better than them all the, the whole time, Nick. That's why he started the first two games. Why can't you just say, look, I was pretty ticked off at the way he played against Texas, and I benched him. This wasn't no tryout. You've been knowing that Milrow was better than them other two cats. You From what I saw from them from South Florida – you think that's the first time he knew that those two guys weren't ready? He's been knowing that Texas loss hurt. It hurt him to his soul. It hurt him to his soul so much that so he had to blame Milrow for it, and he benched him. He's been knowing that Jalen was better than – did you watch those two guys? Well, well, uh, did I you get, watch them? No. Like, he's been knowing. This wasn't no tryout, Nick. It wasn't about him championing his other quarterbacks and, and cheering them on and, and being a good team guy. You benched him because the Texas loss hurt you to your soul. You benched him. He's selling it like it was a tryout, Robin. I'm not buying it. Bro. It wasn't. I'm not buying it. So here's I get maybe playing your backup. Because there was <laughs> a little bit of a you know, maybe him, maybe that okay. guy. All right, I all get right. but bring in your third stringer in? At that point I lost I lost whatever you tell me after that. I don't buy right. it. So you were so you were really trying to see if the third string yeah, was going to all of a sudden was... pass up Jalen. But and if I'm Jalen, no. But just check this out, though, Rob. This is why I know it's hogwash. So their tryout is against South Florida, but my tryout is against Texas. So let's say one of them. Let's say the third string shines against South Florida, Rob. Is that a fair assessment? No, no, it's no. And, and then to feed me this horse crap of whoa! I thought y'all. <laughs> <laughs> I know. Good rule of thumb, yeah. young radio guy. If the headphones are on, Don't uh, never yeah. slip. Yeah. Uh, the very idea mm-hmm. that you showed leadership Rah. by standing on the sidelines Rah. and I, what what, is, what did he do? So, Rob, let's say, oh, so if he wasn't clapping and meeting him at half field, he wouldn't start against Ole Miss? No, because that wouldn't have been leadership. Now, first of all, props to Jalen Ford that. I, I I like I loved seeing that. Well, yeah, but I'm not, that's like but, uh, the bare minimum right, to expect. Right, is you but I'm not gonna take sit it here. Out on your teammates. But I'm not gonna sit here and let Nick sell me. He's not gonna tinkle on my leg and tell me it's raining and say, "Oh well, yeah." After I saw that leadership, he's getting the job back. No, you benched him. <laughs> you were you were butt hurt about that Texas loss because he threw two really bad interceptions. But you always knew that he was the best option. Always. That's why he got to start the first two games. And I think that Saban is representative. In his frustration of the entire SEC, the SEC ain't ain't good. It ain't looking that good right They're now. They're the third, maybe the fourth best conference kicking right now. Easy there. I, well, let's be real. And they'll still have seventy first round picks to everybody's no, zero. No, there's no question. I didn't say talent. <laughs> no, I know what you, you know mean. what I mean. I know, but I they know, don't know, look good. Um, there's a lot of parity. I don't know what to think of Tennessee. Tennessee got pantsed. I don't know what to think of Florida. I don't know what to think of Florida, right. And they just came off a great win. So I think that Saban is more indicative of the SEC, and I'll tell you what, I think they're awfully happy they went and got all these teams today. 
I'm going to tell you right now, we, I, I'm not going to be shocked if we get here Monday and we're talking about Ole Miss 1. I wouldn't be. I certainly wouldn't be. And I think that's kind of representative of where the SEC now, sits. Parity does not mean that's, uh, that they're good. That just means they're all average. Now, Milrow comes out and plays well, then there's a lesson learned, right? I mean, if he comes out, did he? is this a good lesson? Like, hey, you can't turn it over. Like, I'm going to bench you if you're going to turn it over like that. Or will he play scared and timid because now he feels like he's going to get – like, that's the thing. I think at that position – you have to know that you're the guy and that you're not you're not you can't play that position looking over your shoulder. Well, here's the good news. At the very least, he got to stand on the sideline and watch those other two dudes. I think he's safe in knowing they ain't nobody coming in for me. <laughs> I think that from here on all out, right, right, the young right. man is safe because we saw the other two cats and they ain't ready and never and won't be. Now there's a there's a fourth quarterback, there's a freshman that they're trying to keep a shirt on. They might they might want to roll out against uh Kiffin in that offense or defense. Well, Malik Murphy will look good in Alabama next year. Yeah, that's true. I mean, because he, he ain't going to see the field in Texas, even though he should. You know, yours is going to the league, and man is going to get the start, and Malik will be in Bama, and all will be well. Are, are you following the Mel Tucker? Yeah. So they they had the this hearing, and if you're on, if you're not. If you haven't been following, Mel Tucker's been accused. Michigan State. Well, yeah, for, former Knicks, Michigan State head This is a little bit coach. of karma for what he did to Colorado, which Colorado is now dancing in the streets because of what he did to him. Mm-hmm. But um, he's been accused by a former, maybe, paramour girlfriend. We don't know. Evidently, there was a kind of a relationship there of uh, some unwelcome sexual advances and some some weird phone stuff. That, some That he claims was mutual. Mutual and... and Whatever. Yeah. Uh, the, the the meeting, the meeting, uh, the hearing uh, came out on the, the side of uh, you got seven days to prove that what you say is true. If not, you're gonna get fired. Well, I think Michigan State just went under the call. Michigan State pretty much they say cause, but I to kind of put that in layman terms as far as like the NFL is like conduct detrimental. Yes, it's protecting That's kind the of, shield. It, kind it, of stuff. It, yeah, it's yeah. not about like you. We 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 believe her or we don't believe you. This is like. Regardless, if you are, let's say you're telling the truth, Mel. Let's say you're telling the truth and it was mutual. It still don't look good. It's conduct detrimental, especially considering what we've been through as a campus. It cannot be tolerated, even if it was a mutual relationship. That's not good look for us, and we're going to get you out of here because we overpaid you anyway. And you're not winning. That's kind of what, yeah. If he was winning, he would have been suspended for six, seven games, and they would have brought him back. But they just got beat by somebody they got killed this weekend about was it oregon yeah it was a pac-12 team it was a pac-12 team that beat up on michigan state this past that was week. washington state was it washington well, it doesn't matter yeah they, they, they don't matter Mel, Tucker, Mel tucker's out of there uh I, we didn't get into it and we will um in about 30 minutes okay there's an article on the it's on the athletic. Uh, oh yeah, kind of, Washington Penix. yeah Penix, who who's Heisman really candidate. the heisman yeah he, right now he looks like right there with caleb and shador that Jimbo, despite the nice win, the loss opened the, the scab yet again. And there's some talk behind the scenes that Jimbo truly's seat is a little bit hotter. Rob, you, you see what you started? You I, started I this on you. Facebook. No, I, you started I, this. I, I started it because I tapped into the current that this article did. I, t- I talked to my veterinarian underground. I talked to those cats. And every one of them was like, if you, t- if you come to me and say the buyout's the problem, the buyout ain't the problem. The I buyout never isn't. I never thought the buyout was a problem. I just never felt like they really want to get rid of him. That's, I don't feel like it. they want to. You're right. And therein lies the rub. It's the loyalty. that There's nothing wrong with loyalty. In fact, at the, as an Aggie, loyalty is part and parcel to who the moment you walk on that campus, you, get the, you drink the maroon Kool-Aid. 
and loyalty. But the problem with loyalty is you only should be loyal to someone as long as they're loyal back. Yeah. Well, see, you know what, Rob? I got to see y'all scratch an $80 million check first. I got to see it to believe it. I'm not saying that y'all don't got the money somewhere, Rob. I know y'all. Right. I know. I know y'all print money. It's the principle what I'm of the thing. right? Yeah, like, I, I got to see. Like I really need to see y'all scratch that man. Of course, and then you don't get a check for 77. You pay him out over years. But I got to see y'all really say, "All right, we're gonna give you 77 million to go away." I got to see that to believe it. Because regardless, I don't care how principle. much money's in the cushion. That's a lot. It's hard to pay somebody that's if they've got a winning record. If he walks out of here and he's won eight games. Right. It is just not enough for the big time score, but you got a winning record. You sold one hundred and four thousand tickets every time you played. No, he ain't gonna get bought out. Mm. But the moment we start seeing empty seats, then it becomes a business decision, and there's no loyalty. Hey, in you business. haven't seen any empty seats yet, though, right? Not yet. Okay, I didn't. Not yet. Either. The clock's ticking. I, I said that the, the ULM game don't matter. Yeah, everybody looked at you like you're crazy. Now they want to believe you. Well, like I said, the clock's ticking. Nothing's done. No, I know. But there is money to be had. And there is a target to be seen. And yeah, he's we've, wearing, been, we've been saying that for we've been saying that since last year, Vince. And there's a guy that they've that knows every high school Texas football coach in in the state that wears a roadrunner on his hat and on his boots too. Mm-hmm. We make nice boots too. In fact, <laughs> and you do y'all still got the swag copter? Oh, or did that leave? With no, that's Sumlin? still we still got. That. Oh, that's y'all. We still got that. Sumlin didn't get to take that. Well, he no no. <laughs> You leave everything. Swagcopter's still in play, baby. That's that's parked over there next to the next to all of our other yeah. militaria that we have floating around up there. Hey, the eight o'clock's gonna be a lot of fun. Don't yes. go anywhere. Uh, chock full of goodness. We got Chad Brown around the corner. Clarence Hill will be here at nine o'clock, and everything in between will involve the Cowboys, NFL, and college football. So you know what that means. We'll be right back. It's R and R. You're on ninety four one San Antonio Sports Star. It's 0600. What's the O stand for? Oh, my God, it's early. Wake me up. Wake me up. Wake up. Wake up. Wake me up. Wake me up. Wake up. Rob Thompson. You don't believe the other way in transition. to the left hand slam. I want some nasty. Rudy J. Cowboys win. How else would you settle this game? How about this, Cowboys? each day as if it were on purpose. I wake up in the morning, I piss excellent. R&R in the morning on 94.1 San Antonio Sports Star. Good morning. That's good pork. Had the elbow tucked. I like that. I hope you're watching on YouTube. This is R&R. No right more. Look at that elbow oh. tuck. That's perfect, baby. Now it's ashy. Woo. The elbow is ashy, but it's A little it's dry, but the, the but the elbow was fluid. It's oh. a little dry on the elbow. Boy, that's pretty. Yeah. Well, that felt good. Uh, that's Rudy J taking a jumper. I'm Rob Johnson. Easy E. Edwin Hafner on the other side of the double pane. First two hours hoop? went fast. Can you hoop, Edwin? Played uh, freshman and sophomore year in high school. Why'd you quit junior year? Oh, I didn't make the team. Oh. <laughs> Well, that there you go. He tried. I appreciate your honesty, dog. Were you, were, you were at Johnson. Johnson. Yeah, you were there. There had a couple. They had some good teams there, and you were there. They've, they've, they're loaded over there. That's why their football team's so good. You saw oh. it firsthand Saturday. Yeah, I did. They look good. Ty, Ty, and King and Bubba. They got some weapons. But you like that Saturday morning? But yeah. Oh, Saturday. And I know Jason would kill me for this, but I prefer Saturday morning football over Friday night. Because Friday, you keep your Friday night, and then your day is still your day is done by two. And above and beyond, how, were the guys ready to play? Did it feel like they were crisp and ready to get going? You know what? That's it's weird. You ask that because Jason asked both coaches, like you know, this is different. Like, mm-hmm. what are y'all eating? Churchill went with pancakes. 
Johnson went with tacos, and tacos won. But they look ready to play. Well, tacos always win. Ah, <laughs> uh, wait a minute you're 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 a big American breakfast guy on every Saturday. Well, yeah, I, because I can't. I don't have I, like on the Tuesday through. If Thursday, I had fresh tortillas tacos. in the house, so I'd be making some tacos. But I, I mean, the quality of my tortillas just ain't there. I got to send you these uh, low carb tacos I've been getting. Really? Uh, what do you mean? Quality, like the tortillas. They're still flour, but it's still is healthier option. Uh, are they good? Yeah, they're legit. Really? At first, I was skeptical when my wife brought them. I was like, I don't want that. It's still a tortilla. But then I looked at the macros. Pretty solid. You know, um, tech, food technology yeah, has so you improved. know when you're old when we, we talk about, hey, well, man, I, got, I got some low-carb options. Well, the, <laughs> speaking of. <laughs> you yeah, got a physical I got, I'm going to see Dr. Torres today. It's, it's physical day at the IFF, and I'm going to get scolded. Um, but the, uh, the, the search for a good low-carb tortilla continues. So if you found one, I, did. I am in. It's tiny, though. Did you enjoy last night having two football games? I did, but I hate having to fight. You know, I, but you know, I, I could have gone split screen, but I didn't. I just—it's hard for me to get into Carolina right now. Their quarterback's mm-hmm. a rookie. They traded away McCaffrey. They traded away DJ Moore. I know what they're doing, so it's tough for me to get into it. But so I stuck with Pittsburgh and Cleveland. I hope if they're going to go that go forward with that, which we're finding out, we got an email saying that hey, yeah, they're going to do more Monday Night Football because the writers are on strike, so there's no TV to be written. So ABC's got to fill three hours of programming on yeah. on Monday nights. So what better than to flex some of these uh, games to Mondays? So get, get used to it is what we're getting at as the strike with the writers continues until they ramp up and start producing you know content for TV other than right. other than the Bachelor and uh, you know those kind of TV shows. We're gonna get sports. So get used to it. It's More coming. Fun. Now, I'm going to be mad if it's two games that I really want to see. Oh, that's see. the problem. That's what it's going to be. It's still Monday night. You'll get one but good Troy and one and bad. Joe will get the good one. I hope. Yeah. yeah, I'm sure that would be the case. But I felt obligated to watch both, and it was hard because well, neither one of them was that good. I, see, this is the beauty of having action. I, I don't think I, I have a feeling if you didn't have action on Carolina Saints. Oh. You might have checked out. There, there, there is the added you see how that You see how that works? You're like, okay, let me check in on here. Okay, good good job, well, Carolina. I'm glad. Let, let's talk about this for a second. Okay. Because um, while the Carolina, that late drive, the line, I bought in at is three. Is that a bad beat? No, that's not a bad it's beat. It's a push. So I didn't, but it was a push inside of a parlay. Oh, okay. That's so, not bad. Um, then you've got the Rams. And a late game field goal that literally oh, meant nothing. Nothing. There was no reason to kick it other than to cover. Down ten, the line is seven. McVay decides to kick with three seconds left. That is that's the type of stuff that drives people crazy. Like why like keep in mind, like let's say let, keep in mind, like there's sometimes you got like a five game parlay, and that's the one you're waiting on. And that happens, you break your TV with a golf club. So I, I you can justify it. He can. How, Rob? I justify just, that. I sell want my me kicker me. to get be some McVay. action. Sell me that. I, my special teams have bothered me since training camp, and this was another opportunity for a rep. And I, that's all. That's enough. That's enough for everybody to go, well, okay. But see, I need to know because I know that Archer or Mashoda or Clarence would have asked McCarthy about that. I wonder if the Rams media – has the stones to ask, Sean, yeah. why did you kick that field goal? Like, give me the reason why you kicked that field goal. I need to know. We oh. already think it's scripted. That's an awkward question to ask. 
That's no, an is it, is, I was like, you know what? This is how you ask it, right? We say, what's the, take us through the thought process of you being down 10, the game's out of reach, it's three seconds left. Take us through the thought process of you deciding to kick that field goal. And you shut up. Um, oh, what? Oh, we are? Okay. Uh, no, we're going to continue to act as if. Um, okay. No, we're good to go. Hmm. The, the question begs so many responses. Yeah, I don't know how you answer that. Like, because, they can't answer that. Like, do you do, do, do? I don't think coaches know the line, do they? Oh, they're going to tell you they don't. I guess but they're they, judged against that line. I thought, much, I thought coaches were seriously. I'm, uh-huh. I'm not even being. I'm not even being funny. I thought coaches just judge wins and losses. Well, no, it, that, that's what they're you now. Know, Vegas the final, will judge you against the spread. But fans judge you against the spread. Hmm. You won, but you won ugly. You didn't cover. I, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And I know Vegas does. That's how they set the lines. Now, Sean McVay, after the bye week, has not oh, covered. Oh, all of that. Yeah. But they, I mean, you are fired as much for wins and losses as you are for, well, wins and losses, number one. But of right course. behind okay. it is perception. And if you're not covering, even, you know, that's the term winning ugly. I mean, yeah, you won, but you didn't cover. You my, didn't do what Vegas told me you could My do. perception is Sean McVay looks at the line, felt like he had some Rams fans that probably bet on his team. And made sure that they covered. That's how I took that. Man, Uncle Charlie had a mortgage. Had to make one. Had to. Had to we needed to cover. There was a. I got a mid a halftime text. Need to be within ten. That's weird. Uh, there's some uh, allegations floating around As, on the heels of the Nick Chubb, just gruesome, awful injury, dude. Proof yet again. Thank you. Thank you, ESPN, for being professional. We did not need to see that again. Shout out to y'all for not showing it multiple times. The longevity of a running back is, you know, it's just not there. We know it. They know it. And the owners have said we're not going to pay y'all any longer. And the injury to Nick Chubb, who by I would say is the best unheralded football player. In the NFL, unheralded for sure. Yes, I mean, yeah, just fifteen hundred yards last year, and I don't think most people knew. Did that. you see that stat that there's only two hundred other running backs in history that have averaged over five yards a carry? I mean, it's like him, Barry Sanders, and Jim Brown. I mean, I, I didn't know that. I knew yeah. he was really, really good, and I put him in the top five. But the and, numbers and tell night, me, yeah, last night he was at six yards a clip before he broke his stick. So that not only had the the Cleveland Browns built their entire offense around him, and now they're going to have to reestablish. You look at the plight of the modern day running back, and Nick Chubb. It did not help. I mean, the fact that uh, you just the idea of we're not paying running backs anymore just keeps being reinforced. Is Saquon Barkley? Saquon, he's out for another month. I mean, it's just it, it just doesn't pay. Well, behind the scenes, evidently, this is an allegation. The NFL Players Association has told running backs to exaggerate their injuries in order to gain some leverage in contract negotiations. That's the accusation by the NFL, by the owners. I, I don't buy it. Because how does that help them? <laughs> like, how does it help my case to say, okay, I'm going to tell y'all I'm hurt so I can get more money? No, that makes me want to give you less money. I, I don't how does, get it. I'm, I'm confused at the NFL's allegations, which makes me feel like the NFL is lying. Not Maybe not lying, but maybe reaching. Well, I think what, Or got bad info. What it tells me is I think the players and the running backs specifically realize that this isn't a short-term thing. This is, this is going to, this oh, is gonna linger. Kind of like how we forgot for 20 years that safeties mattered. And now we realize that, oh, safeties do matter. We better pay these guys because they play an important role in this modern NFL. And as they have gained significance, running backs have become insignificant. 
Right. I think the only the only hope, and I know it's only a two game sample size. I think the only hope to save the running back market lies in Atlanta. Bijan. Bijan. Bijan looks different. Now, what Bijan is going to have to do, if I'm Bijan's agent, and I don't even need a degree for this, after next season, after year two, I ain't showing up. I'm not going to wait till year four. Truth. If you wait till year four, you're screwed because then they're like, okay, your clock's up at six. After after next season, I'm Bijan. I'm, I'm, pay me. I quit. Pay me. Mama, dad. Sisters, cousins, brothers, homies. I'm not spending any money for two years. I'm not spending any money for two years because I'm sitting out after the second season and I'm holding out. Because if I wait till year four with that option year five, I am screwed. And how much of this is being first in line in Atlanta? Like, I'm going to get the money first. (laughs) After year two, if you're that guy at running back, if you're really him, after year two, you have to hold out. You know, there's so much more deep there. Because I do think Bijan not only... Should do that. But I do think he represents what the modern running back is going to be. The yeah. guy that will get paid is going to have to do exactly what Bijan does. He's, yeah. He is the, the metric that we follow. I didn't. He's different. <laughs> we saw he's it different. coming, too. Yeah, we saw he's, it coming. he's different. Hey, we're going to talk some college football around the corner. Uh, USC Colorado game time is set. And Travis Hunter is a good dude. He man. is. He is a good dude because what happened to him was wrong. Now, what happened to the guy that did it is also, yeah, wrong. also wrong. And we're yes. going to tell you what that is next. You're on R&R. This is 94.1 San Antonio Sports Star. It's R&R in the morning here on San Antonio Sports Star. Rudy J. Rob Thompson with you. Easy E on the other side of the double pan. An hour and a half of fun coming your way. Clarence Hale Jr. is eminent. So is Chad Brown, former Colorado Buff, Super Bowl champion, wore a couple of uniforms in the NFL and does a lot of great work on TV. We're going to talk Pac-12 with him and, of course, Coach Prime in uh, in Boulder. In fact, uh, I was reading a quote uh, about uh, um, from Mike Gundy we're going to talk about here in about 20 minutes Uh-oh. about Coach Prime. It's got to be negative. Well, you know, Gundy and the haircut. It's Gundy. If it's Gundy, is that did that? They lost an awful game Saturday. Uh, yeah, they got blitzed by like UAB <laughs> yes. or somebody like not good, awful. Um, I, I will say this: Gundy's been there twenty years. I, th- I read some place where Gundy just had oh South Alabama. Yeah, South what Alabama. What the hell? Thirty-three Ooh. to seven. What things? Are Oklahoma not, State not good in Stillwater. Yeah, go ahead. But he, you know, he's been there twenty years. He's been there more than that. Shoot, he's been there a long time. Seventeen consecutive bowl games for Gundy, though. Hell of a coach. Props. Um, we're gonna talk about him and his thoughts on uh, Dion <laughs> Saban named his quarterback uh, in just a couple of minutes. We're, we're, we're talking NFL. The uh, well, no, let's talk about Colorado State real quick. This is this is crazy. Yes, Colorado. This State. uh. The the safety that that laid out Travis Hunter. First of all, Travis Hunter went to the hospital. We really don't know what happened to him, right? Uh, yeah, liver laceration. Liver laceration. Yeah, that's bad. Yeah, which he said if he the doctors weren't there, he would have gone back out there. So he's glad that they were. Thank goodness they were there. Yeah, because that that's the kind of injury that ends lingers and you bleeding inside. Don't yeah. know whatever. Mm-hmm. Right. So the shot we all saw it. I mean, everybody watched that football game. It was dirty, flat out, flat was, out dirty. It no. was dirty. No Should have been targeting. Yeah, it was no. The flag was thrown, I mean, but it wasn't no target. No he didn't target. get kicked out. Well, uh, the kid that did it, the safety, um, his home address. <laughs> 
<laughs> what's That's published. Awful. And police have had to be uh, called out there uh, uh, to protect him over the last couple of days. They had to protect him? Yeah. I mean, I mean, they're pretty- De- like literally death threats? Yeah, literal death threats uh, against now this kid's name is Blackburn. That's too far. Like I, I get like, you know, even if you want to you want to troll his accounts. Cool. You want to troll his Twitter or his thread or his, you know, ticky tacky. Cool. But sh- rolling up to his crib. Yeah, that's a little hardcore. But that, you know, there's the uh, there's the rivalry. Mm. Right. It's a rivalry. But at the same time, like I remember when uh, I don't remember somebody got Tebow's number. And he scored some touchdowns, and he was like, hey, dude, putting the cell phone up. And I remember J.J. Reddick did the same thing. I get that, but death threats? No, that's beyond rival. That's just stupid. The the injury itself to Hunter, <clears throat> probably, do you think what, when he gets back, do you have to make a decision with him and pick a side of the ball just for his general set? I don't think so. Not yet? I don't think so. Only reason why I think why Prime or Coach Sanders, I don't know who he is right now. I don't know, you know, wait, which guy we're It's Tuesday. Yeah. It's Tuesday, so maybe it's just it's just prime time today. Um because this is the thing. What if one team has him as a number three overall DB? But he has him at receiver or vice versa. You I know agree. what I'm saying? And, like what if like I don't want to jet like if I want the kid to make the most money possible, and you know the draft is slotted. So somebody may have him ranked really high at DB. Somebody may have him ranked really high at receiver. If I can get him in the top 10 in one of those, the best way for me to do that is to keep him on both sides of the ball. Now, what we can do, Rob, we can take the 120 plays down to 80. <laughs> like I'm not, I don't have a problem with the two-way. But I do feel like a, over 100 snaps is too much. You, I do. You got to treat it kind of like, yeah, he can go do it. Yeah, because I'm mean, physically able. You're going to put because there's going to be more opportunities for him to get hurt. But that that just seemed just outrageous. I mean, just the yeah, what, that week, that TCU that was crazy. Let's see, two way star Hunter had 68 snaps on offense, 57 on defense, and one on special teams uh, last week. Mm-hmm. That's that's not too much. Oh, oh man, that's not too much. I don't think so. Well, the snaps are one thing. The hits. On both sides of the ball. But you got to remember, though, you also got to remember, like, when you DB, and they're probably not throwing much, they're not throwing his way much. A lot of those snaps on defense, he's not doing anything. You can I just, agree. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. you go, go see Trayvon Diggs, you know, like, they ain't sticking their nose in there and, and hitting, you know? So, uh, and most times, you're not going to throw it, Travis Hunter. So, while he's actually out there, he running around in the circles for a couple seconds with some receiver that they're not going to throw the ball to. And nobody in the world knows more about two-way than Prime. Right. Now, who was the kid from UCLA a few years ago that played linebacker and running back? Now, that was different. Was it Miles? What was Miles Jack? Jack. Miles Jack. Mm-hmm. Now, that. Now he was taking a beating, but he wasn't playing 120 snaps. And he turned out to be a linebacker. I think after about his June, sophomore year, didn't he just go full linebacker? Because like what you said, oh, that's yeah, where he was yeah, going to yeah, get drafted. You're right. You're right you're Malcolm right. Brown did that, too. Didn't he play a little bit of linebacker? I, know, I don't remember that. Well, I, I think know. they just switched positions oh, okay. on him. I don't think I don't he did it both that. in the game. Right. Let's continue talking college football. Looking at the SEC, parity rules the day. Is that a good thing or a bad thing for the SEC? And Nick Saban, his decision-making is in question regarding his quarterback. And Lane Kiffin has some questions about actually who's calling the defense. 
More college football coming around the corner. Don't forget Clarence Hill Jr. is coming here at 9, and we're talking uh, Pac-12 and Big 12 with Chad Brown, who has experience with both at 935. <laughs> Cannot wait. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> we keep receipts around R&R. Hey, we'll be right back. This is San Antonio Sports Star. You're on 94.1 FM and SASportsStar.com. R&R in the morning on 94.1 San Antonio Sports Star. Hey, good morning to you. Top of the morning to all. That's Rudy. I'm Rob. R&R. Hey, the Blitz is on the road again. Means we can mess up the studio and no one will care. Um, they're gonna be out at Texas Cheer. They're gonna be out at uh, Slacker. Yeah. We're out at Texas Cheer tomorrow. No, next week. Next they week got moved. Oh, we got moved. Yeah, got moved. So next week, eighty being picky. Being do we know where? Store nine. Which one is that? Calabra Commons. Calabra next Wednesday from two to six. Jason and Joe will be broadcasting live, and when they're at Texas Cheer. Where you want to be tomorrow night? They're gonna to be at Cigar International. We will be oh, there too. Thursday. What's yeah. today? Tuesday. Yeah. Don't yeah. don't rush the week. Get the trash out. I was tomorrow. hoping it was Thursday, Wednesday. Yeah, they'll be out at uh, Cigar International up on I ten fifty six thirty Landmark Parkway. Well, you know where it is. That's down the street from you. You better right be around there. the corner. We'll be there. Football going on on Thursday night. There'll be uh, Yingling being poured. They're gonna have tickets to that big game up there in Dallas. I'm not allowed to call it what it is. Yeah. But uh, there's next two schools. To, it's near the state fair. Yeah, it'll be right near. Really, you'll be going to the state fair and there'll be a football game right. going on. Because, quite frankly, who cares about that game? I don't. I, I mean, no I one. Don't. I'd re- much rather. What I don't know which game you're talking about, but I'd much rather be at the state fair. Yes. Eating a big old corn dog. Yeah. The last time I was at the state fair, it was around the Ebola breakout. I still have and, never been. I, I know. I am ashamed are, to I've, say. I, Rob, I, if I've never if been. If anyone said that, I would cool. I'm, I know. I am shocked. I I've had you are you are Texas. You I are know. Texas. I am embarrassed to say that I've never been to the state fair. Who else has never been to state fair? You ever been to state fair? Wisconsin, but not Texas. No, that don't count. How <laughs> dare you even put them in the same I breath? Mind going to, I bet there's some good cheese what, going on at the cheese? Wisconsin state fair. Hot brat cheese and brats. Oh yeah, yeah. cheese Those and little squeak cheese. But things? have you had Man. a fried Oreo? No. Um, fried a, Snickers, turkey fried. leg. If I have a turkey leg, not yeah. not state fair, not like they have it at the state fair. Okay, they have fried butter. Fried, fried butter. butter. Have you ever put a twelve inch corn dog in your in your mouth? <laughs> a corn dog. Have you ever had wow. a corn dog? The way you... the long, the foot long. <laughs> I didn't mean ever to phrase it like that. I you know, like gladiator movies? Six inches, six more inches. It's all about the inches, man. <laughs> So it's all about the corn dog, really. When you hey, if you go get me, if I'm gonna get a corn dog, I want the whole twelve. <laughs> you know, I always wanted just about six inches. Yeah, six that's really inches. It's all about the inches, man. That was a talk about lifting my truck. Mm-hmm. Good lord, y'all are so childish. You brought it up. Well, how big a corn dog do you like? <laughs> I ain't saying it no more. I ain't saying it no more. <laughs> Carl That's James the kind of thing got Mel Tucker in trouble. Saved audio for the Blitz. <laughs> yes. That that will be replayed <laughs> yeah, in perpetuity. Yeah, that's the kind of thing got Mel Tucker in trouble. Yeah, See, we know it's consensual. Maybe it wasn't, but what you did was weird enough to where we're going to have to fire you. What is up with you people? Bob Martin says he hasn't been to the state fair either. Well, see, the thing is, in San Antonio, it's in a weird time. If you're a Texas fan, you, you set appointment for a weekend to go up and visit the weekend. 
See, I didn't go during the game. I went like at a different time. I rode this little subway thing. You, we parked. Well, and you it was were like, East it was Texas cool. though, so you're yeah. closer when you were a kid. Yeah. Down here, I didn't even really know it was a thing till I was just older. Now my my friends and my fam that are from the area, everybody got a field trip. Oh, like with yeah. the school. <laughs> everybody that's in the Metroplex area, they all so. they get they have fair day off like we have Fiesta Friday. Oh, so everybody in the Metroplex has been because they got the day off. We didn't get. So my Fair sister, my sister pulls the vet move and goes on senior day, because it's, it's it's a lot slower. Like uh, lot like in Fiesta, people. when we go, we don't go on college night, yeah. which is a lie. Exactly. I mean, like well, there's a night that's less other than the first night. So right. no, I've never been. And as I, a foodie, I'm shocked. I, like you of all people, I'm shocked. Yeah, and as just a guy who enjoys a good uh, deep fried yeah, something, 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 yeah, I've never been. And you wow. know, college football seasons played a role in that. True. But have you I, ever I'm been to proud. that game? No. Why? No, actually, I take that back. I have been You've to that cov- game. You probably I did covered go to it. that game. No, I didn't cover it. I, <laughs> yeah, they, I don't think those things, like those games, matter to anybody else other than who's there. Uh, but I have actually been to the game. Okay. And I sat on the uh, bad guy side. Of course. And that's either side. Well, I mean, and there's there's no good guy in that game. Well, but uh, uh, Yingling will be there with tickets to that game that's being played. Right next to State Fair. Right next to the – we can't say who, but you know who it is. Yeah. But there will be Yingling Porn. There will be fine uh, conversation and uh, company, and uh, we're excited about them being out and at the – Rob is going to teach you how to pair a yingling with a fantastic medium cigar. Yes, and I'm going to be told what a medium cigar looks like and how it tastes. <laughs> so we will all learn something. And by the way, uh, we'd like – who signed up and wants me to hit a drive for them? I, uh, yeah, somebody I'd signed like to up apologize in message. advance. They signed up just to have Ryan. you. Ryan, yeah. you're a brave man. But I will stand by Rudy's word, and I will <laughs> offer a shot to you on the uh, tournament. And if you would like the same and have not signed up, go to sasportstar.com. Uh, they're in a meeting right now. Um, I don't know how much room we have left. Not much. But uh, I think we might – I think we're not down to singles, but uh, yesterday it was close. It was pretty close. But yeah. we do need some singles because we got some unmatched. Uh, so – uh, if you're a D player, we could use you. Uh, go to sasportstar.com. We will mix and match you if you can't find a team. Uh, we'll put one on there. If you've got your team, save some money. Get your boss to write it to pay for it. No, you start coughing today. Well, you get your boss to pay for it. Oh, that too. That too. Yeah, you know what? Yeah, tell your boss to sponsor tell a Tell your boss to pay for it. You can miss a little bit of work on it's Monday. It's a write-off. Is yes. It, can you write off a golf a tournament? Lupus? Oh, yeah, duh. Yes. Tell your boss to sign up a foursome. Sign what the hell? up. Uh, you don't have to pay for this. Yeah, Jenkins up the up the down the hall has the money. So true. Gonzalez in accounting, she's got the cash, just the petty cash. It's it's little it's four hundred bucks. Yeah, hey, we'll feed you. We're gonna drink you. There's prizes galore, and you know what happens on the back nine. You know, back out there. That's a week from Monday. Get yourself signed up. We are so excited to have it uh, come around the corner again. We called ahead. It's gonna be good weather. And by the way, did you know that Sunday or Saturday? This set coming up. This Saturday's first listening. day of fall. Are you serious? Yeah, we're here. We made it. It's going to be like 73 degrees, and uh, that'll be the high. So the No. Because it's fall. Yeah, right. That it was 100 like, degrees yeah. yesterday, man. That was beat down hot yesterday. Yeah. We, we, I was letting now, them leave. Now, next Monday, t- no, next Tuesday, Wednesday, we're 91, 90. We're starting to creep into See, we're starting to get. We're starting to get to the 80s. Starting to get there. Let's get there. We're going to get, what is it called, the 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 Indian summer, where you get that one, three or four days of fabulous weather. Oh, gosh. And then it'll be 102. See, fall is when I want a convertible. Fall is when I, every year, like for 46 years, literally, well, no, let's say about 
Yeah, about 30 years, literally, every fall, I'm like, damn, I need a convertible. And those three days are fabulous. They're the best those days ever. You can't days beat fall we yet. get. So nice. Yeah. Then we get back into summer and then late spring, and then we have a, well, you, the you, morning, the you early You could winter. move to Oxnard and get it year-round. Yeah, but, the, you know, it's California. They're all coming here. What was the, what, I saw a quote, what, you know what my favorite city in California is? Austin. <laughs> Great point. <laughs> Great point. Uh, speaking of Austin, uh, it, are, are you a happy Texas fan that you're kind of under the radar three in the country? That there's so much stuff going on out there that Texas, it's just kind of, it feels like, and it you, feels like. Do you feel like they're under the radar? I, uh, you know what I feel like right now? We're at that point in the year where everybody kind of, we don't know what to think. You know, where it's kind of like, okay, Georgia hasn't looked that great. Texas did beat Bama. You're like, okay, I like what's going on in the Pac-12, but I don't know if this is going to last. Is Ohio State really that like right now we're at that point where nobody's really separated themselves. You know, USC looks really good, but who have they played? But I think you know what right now, I mean, the, who who has the best win in the year? I think it's Texas, right? Uh, Even though no Alabama's question. down. Well, yeah, I guess Alabama's down, but I don't know who who has a better win than Texas beating Bama in Bama. The the, the problem is nobody, the answer right? to that is nobody. Okay. And the problem is there just hasn't been any games. Of top ten. Well, that starts this week. And here it is. So now we're going to figure out who we are around the college football world. And first and foremost, we'll be Notre Dame and Ohio State. These two teams have only played each other ten times. Dude, if Notre Dame wins this game, we might just put them in the playoffs. Just put them there. Yeah. I Just put them there. Because, I mean, I don't know what the rest of the schedule looks like, but I can't imagine they have another opponent that looks like Ohio, Ohio State. There's only two teams in the Big Ten. <laughs> oh, in the top 10 period period just ohio state michigan that's, that's it. it and the, the rest there there's such a top heavy conference that this will a notre dame see. win oh they still play usc much? oh yeah they still got some games notre clemson got- oh okay so notre dame like you know yeah. they could they actually have a game to play with Rob. see no no i want you to look <laughs> look look he about to, the notre dame hate here it comes y'all buckle up yes here it comes buckle up here it comes <laughs> Because you look at that schedule, <laughs> it looks, and tough. you go, "Wow, they're, they they yes. actually scheduled somebody." But then you actually look at the teams. I'm looking. So Louisville, when you see Louisville, you go, "Ah, oh, Louisville, no, Louisville no, sucks." That, yeah, Louisville sucks. Uh, Pittsburgh sucks. Sucks. Clemson sucks. They're not who they're they not were. Even, Clemson they, not even ranked. Wake Forest, Stanford sucks. Now they're all D1 teams, and we all go, "Oh yeah, Wake Forest and Stanford." But when you sum up what Notre Dame does year after year, they play in a mid-major conference. Okay, fair. But I will tell you that let's let's just let's compare who we're talking about. Let's compare Notre Dame and let's compare Texas. Notre Dame still plays Ohio State at home, and they play USC. Texas doesn't have two games of that magnitude. No, they don't, and that's a problem with the, with the Big Twelve. I that's mean, they the got OU in Alabama. Uh, yeah, that's why they had to go outside two, of their You conference. know what? Those are two strong games. Yeah, those are two strong they games. They are. Uh, but the thing is, Texas will not have control uh, over their schedule but for two, three games in the future. And they can go pick Yeah, they got to play conference, SEC. Notre Dame has always had control over every game. And I, I know that you schedule games way out, and you don't know whether Wake Forest is going to be good in 10 years. The assumption is they're not. Right. But Stanford could when you schedule them on the regular. You know, they, five years ago, Stanford was still a football team to be right. reckoned with. They're not anymore. Yeah, I don't know what happened. So I don't want to hold the you know the, the the pitfalls of teams just losing 
just getting against worse Notre against Notre Dame. But the fact is, year in and year out, they have three games a year. And they schedule them in such a way that they're never back-to-back. You know what I mean? They never Dude, play back-to-back tough ones. This is getting they worse always by the day. Play, it just it is. It is what it is. And it's the, the, the I, you know, I'm not saying you don't make sense, but I just know how much you hate them so I, I can't hate get them. so I, I can't do. see past that. Just, Even though what you're saying makes perfect sense, the hate is so real. I can't see past yeah, it. I, yeah, I and I know it. And the sad thing is I know what I'm saying. But you know what, Rob? I, your far. eye test tells you this team is good. They are good. Notre Dame's good. And I I I'm not going to pick them to win no because when they get to the playoff they get skulled because they don't know how to play good football teams for every reason that i just brought up but they do are in fact the beneficiary of that and we do finally get big games we finally get matchups that that aren't like oh that'll be an interesting watch i haven't i feel bad i haven't watched ohio state I, so i'm a, this is gonna be my first time watching them this week i haven't had a reason to they've been playing little sisters of the poor but i'm watching that game this week uh, they're no strangers, Ohio State and, and uh, Notre Dame as top 10 Buckeyes are playing in an AP top 10 matchup for the 108th time. The most instances in the poll era, this is since 1936, and the Irish are doing it for the 103rd time, mm. including this Saturday, and they're tied with Alabama for the most top 10 matchups in uh, uh, NCAA history. They certainly do bring the legacy if they, do, in fact, don't actually continue to meet each other regular. Hey, um... Now, of course, they got, we got this week to worry about. You know, Colorado plays Oregon this week, which we'll talk about Chad Brown at 930. Mm-hmm. What do you, they, so they announced, and what do you think about them playing USC at noon? Our time noon. What do you think about that? So that's mountain time because that's going to be in Colorado. That's going to be 11. It's going to be an 11 o'clock kick. That, that's a benefit to Colorado. Because that's on USC's body clock, it's 10. Yes. And as much as we expect, teams to jump out and get and you know we had coach trailer on on monday talking about a five o'clock click on a friday it's just a weird time to there's get your, your body your work right week is different and your mind right and then you're used to playing like five o'clock and your body just is accustomed to that and you get up early it, it is it is a benefit to colorado they're, though they're going to need every possible benefit <laughs> yeah. it doesn't look like travis hunter will be back in time for no. that he's got a lacerated liver, liver which just on its it just sounds painful, right? Like, what's the. Well, he had on this little onesie playing video games yesterday, and he said, that's football. He said, on football, things are going to happen. He said, he's doing. Again, and I looked at him and I was like, once Travis ain't mad no more, I ain't mad. Travis said, he's doing what he's supposed to do. Absolutely. I, I said, okay, well, Travis isn't mad. <laughs> I guess I'm not going to be mad. The Pac 12 continues to shine. We've got a couple of good matchups coming up Oregon State. Taking on Washington State, that's a 14 versus 21, 22 versus 11. UCLA and Utah go at each other. The Pac-12 is playing football, and they have three, count them, three Heisman candidates running around there. Yeah, Penix, Shador, and Caleb. Yeah. Wow. And we didn't even include Cam Cam Ward, uh, Texas' own former incarnate word, and now stud at Washington State. So what's the Big 12 or the ACC waiting on to go get Washington State? (laughs) That's or but, the Big Ten, because remember we don't. Nobody wants them. Well, uh, if I'm Washington State and Oregon State, I know that the Pac-12 ain't going to die. The Pac-12 in name will be reborn, and It'll it might the give them West. the opportunity to be the biggest dogs on the West Coast for those guys that don't want to play in the snow, that don't want to go anywhere. If I'm Washington State and I'm Oregon State, I'm saying, you know what? Let's stay put. 
Yeah, we're going to be playing San Diego State and Fresno State and every other state school up and down the coast. But we'll be the only destination for those kids that don't want to leave home, that don't want to have to go play a December game in Purdue. Yeah, screw that. So I do think that there's something to be said. Just stay there. I think you'll be the beneficiary of some West Coast talent that is obviously there. Amen. For those that don't want to go play against the University of Houston. On the regular. I feel you on that. Hey, we got Clarence Hill just around the corner. You do not want to miss it. And Chad Brown following that. We're talking Cowboys. We're talking college football. And we're bringing in the experts. And Rudy and I will come along for the ride. You're on R&R. This is 94.1 San Antonio Sports Star. Rudy J. Cowboys win. How else would you settle this game? Begin each day as if it were on purpose. I wake up in the morning, I piss excellent. R&R in the morning on 94.1 San Antonio Sports Star. Good morning. Hey, good morning to you. Good morning, good morning. That's Rudy, I'm Rob. Easy's putting the button, pushing the buttons. Clarence Hill is here. Think so. Clarence, you here? Of course. Man. Good morning, sir, it. man. How are you, you this morning? Be, you guys got to be hyped with that, that, that intro. I like that, man. Yeah, man. man. Wake people up, man. Get people excited. <laughs> I'm here, man. What's up, man? How, how How's the weekend? How was, how was the Cowboys? How'd they look in person? I got to, I'm not watching that TV. I ain't watching it up close and personal like you. I mean, 70 to 10, is, they outscored their opponents the first two weeks. Who looked better than the Cowboys the first uh, two weeks? In the you know season? what? You Thank you, what, Clarence. Clarence. I'm don't sending the, the, the so gift we just, in the mail. We just argued about this, screaming and yelling at each other. I don't think anybody can hear. Like, why, why, so, are you, why are you arguing? Because you really, so you really saying that right now you got them, if you're doing your power rankings, we just do two weeks. Not last year, like Rob said. Just two right weeks now. in, you got them better than their boogeyman, San Francisco? I said no one's played better. Oh. No one's You're not running for office, field. Clarence. You can be a, you can you can be straightforward. No, he's I mean, answering. I mean, I don't understand. I don't understand what's, what's what's the debate. No one's had two more impressive wins. Thank you. Than the Cowboys the first two weeks of the season. What's debatable about that? You, what, what, what is, what's what's up for debate? Seriously, Clarence. What's up for debate? Clarence, you you been to ten. You've been watching football too long. Your eye test does not show you. Forget the score. Your eye test does not show you that they're better than San Francisco. What they did to Pittsburgh and then the tough Rams team? Come on now. Oh, oh now, now the Rams are tough. Oh, <laughs> now, now the Rams are tough. Wow. Wow. They're better now, this year, now, Clarence. Now, now Pittsburgh is good? Pittsburgh is good? That offense is good? The quarterback Pittsburgh? wears gloves. Did you watch Pittsburgh last night? Clarence, the Cowboys kicked okay, okay. five. I think Brandon Aubrey still okay, kicking. Okay. Okay, see, 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 this is, you know, this, this is my problem. Talk to me. We're going we're gonna to argue here, but you can, I never said they were better than, and could beat them on paper. Okay. Like, I, I need uh, okay. some reading and comprehension and listening. I, uh, I said no one's had two more impressive victories. Okay. That's, that's not debatable. That's okay. That's, that's not debatable. No one's had two more impressive victories than the Cowboys. I never said they were better than the 49ers on paper. That that can be has to be proven, and certainly the 49ers have beaten them last two years. All that makes sense, but the Cowboys certainly have a good chance to be 4-0 going to the 49ers game, and, and we're going to find out. But, there it is. But as of the first two weeks of the season, no one's been more impressive on the field mm. from what we've seen than the Cowboys. That That's not even debatable. Oh. And, and you you say and you and you say the you you point out that went over Pittsburgh. Okay. And, and you act like 
Buffalo did not just, I'm mean, not Buffalo, the Jets did not just beat Buffalo. That Jets defense is damn good and, and, and coming to the season was probably better than Pittsburgh's defense. You know, you know, we all excited about Pittsburgh because they beat the Browns and, 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 and looked horrible. And then Deshaun Watts looked horrible, you know, and, and they didn't do nothing against San Francisco. But you can't tell me the Pittsburgh defense is better than, than Buffalo, I mean, than, than the Jets defense. Jets defense what? is playmakers at every level. And, and I understand your quibble about the field goals, but they moved about up and down the field against a very good Jets defense with a, one of the best defensive lines in football. Yeah, it's hard to score in the red zone. Yes, but damn it, they have they have they have backup offensive line guys up there. You don't have Tyler Smith up there. You didn't have Brandon Cooks, and they walked up and down the field against that team. Clarence Hill, Fort Worth Star Telegram, right here on San Antonio Sports Star. You get him every week. You know where you need to be. Now, um, what were we can obviously five field goals. You got to kind of talk about red zone. Now there was some talk that you know maybe they took their foot off the gas in the fourth and they didn't you know they didn't need them. So why go in deep into the playbook when you don't have to? But there is you know reason for concern. Is there any kind of behind the scenes thought that maybe we need to address a red zone issue that might begin? Well, I would say this if on paper. One of the biggest problems. First of all, let's, again, we talked about this to the McCarthy yesterday. Mm-hmm. The Jets' defense is damn good. That defense line, it's hard It's hard to score in the red zone. That's why they call it the red zone. People bend, but don't break. Things are tougher down there, all of that. So let's just, number one, that's not an easy defense mm-hmm. to score against, and it won't be easy for other teams, and they will have more success against other teams not named the Jets' defense. But, yes, you want to score in the red zone. Again, we we, we, we – there were some play calling issues. Mike McCarthy admitted, you know, the reverse was not a good decision. It ran right into the defense. Some, some different things there. Uh, Quentin Williams is damn good. He beat T.J. Bass, like the third string guard, a couple of times for some plays down there. Who was who was out there? You had Zach Martin out at times. Chuma Odogo, who, who was starting the place of Tyler Smith, was out uh, with an injury. All that played a role. And what is also true, because uh, I was talking to you know some other reporters yesterday. The Cowboys don't have a red zone threat. Mm. They, they don't have Zeke, mm. which I would have brought back just for a short yard because he scored 12 rushing touchdowns last year. So they don't have a physical back that has a nose for the end zone like that. Although I like Tony Pollard, he's, he runs stronger than a lot of people give him credit for. But they don't have that hammer in the backfield. And they don't also don't have that mismatch on the outside. There's not the Cowboys tight ends are good, they're nice, but they're not mismatches. You know, they're not guys who, you know, you, you're gonna throw up the ball up to. And that receiver the same. We love CeeDee Lamb, but he they don't have any Des Brown. They don't have a jump ball guy that, that's a mismatch down there. So everything has to be schemed and perfect and blocked perfect for them to score. <laughs> when will they call up the Chiefs or one of these other teams that need a receiver and offer Michael Gallup? <laughs> <laughs> And I mean that respectfully. I like Michael, and I was pulling for him, Clarence, to be honest with you. What's that got to do with the red zone? How does that help him score in the red zone? You right. Because, I mean, let's just roll with Tolbert. He looked better than Gallup did. First of all, they play different positions. True. They play different positions. And, you know, they're going to make a point to try to get Gallup into the game. I don't think Gallup looked bad. They just threw the ball. I mean, he didn't. How many targets has he had the first two weeks? He ain't had many. Not like he's out there dropping passes, you know, but, he, you know, he doesn't have a lot of targets. Uh, one thing I know that this, this is my own opinion. Okay. Is that Gallup is a long strider. 
he's certainly more fit for the offense than Kellen Moore run where you, you, you got more vertical routes. Mm -hmm. This is a quick game. You know, gotcha. They're getting the ball out quick. You know, they get, got, you know, getting out the ball out of Brandon Cooks and CeeDee Lamb in the backfield. You know, you look at most, a lot of Dak's passes are at the line of scrimmage, behind the line of scrimmage. You know, I don't know if that's Gallup's game. Good point. You know, he, he, he's a downfield guy, vertical guy, you know, but and they're trying to get the ball out quick, get the ball out of Dak's hands quick, get the ball to different guys so they can make quick moves. That, that, that's the screen game. All that, that's not him. And so I don't know if all that fits. You know, maybe when teams start coming up to pressure that and take that away and the Cowboys have to go on top, that's what that's you know, that's when, when Gallup gets more involved. But they're gonna try to get Gallup more involved. They they understand that. But I but I think that the the, the style of offense that play up impacts uh Gallup's role. Uh, Clarence Hill Jr. right here on San Antonio Sports Star. Catch all of his stuff from Fort Worth Star Telegram. If you're a Cowboy fan, you know where you need to be. Uh, you, we talk about you know getting Gallup the ball. Was there a concerted effort to get the Titans involved, or is that just what the Jets gave them? No, I mean I, I think that they always like their tight ends. I don't yeah. know, if, you know, I don't know if they got, you know, you go back to last week, the Titans were involved. I yeah. mean, what they, you know, they just dropped three, four passes <laughs> last week. They didn't drop them this week, but I mean, I, I think they, they like their young tight ends, and and, and you know, again, this offense. Uh, is, is going to get the ball to them, find ways to get the ball to them. And, and Dax, you know, he's going to try to throw to the open guy. I mean, he's going to try to throw the CD first. And, you know, as we saw, that the CD's going to be a big part of this offense and, and what they do. But he's going to spread the ball around and get to those guys, get the ball to those guys. Did you tell Todd Archer to leave Dak alone? I thought Dak was going to come down and go upside Todd's head. He, was, he wasn't too happy with Todd's <laughs> questioning the other day, man. You, you know, I wrote a column about that. And I'm, I'm, uh, listen, Talk Dak, to is me. The ultimate, Dak is the ultimate professional. Always been professional, leader, decorum. But he, he, he's tired. He's tired of it. Right. And he should be tired of it. And he's entitled to be tired of it. And I like Todd. It wasn't about Todd. No, I know. That's a legitimate question. Uh, you know, because – but. The, the stuff he's had to deal with since the end of last season over the interceptions, the narrative that to me is just way over the top from FS1, ESPN, everybody, and Dak has been professional. He answered all those questions in minicamp. He had OTAs, training camp. We've talked about it. We've talked about it. We've talked about it. And, you know, to bring it up now, you know, he's tired of talking about it, Good. especially after the, the two games he's had. Do we want so that from him? I yeah, think I want that from him. Clarence, I, want him to, I want him tired of this. Clarence, you tougher on your kids than you are on Dak, yeah. man. You know, and, I, and you a great father. You got him daughter and rice. You got you done raised beautiful kids. You harder on them than you are on Dak, Clarence. Come on now. I'm not being hard. I'm, I'm showing you understanding of where he's coming from. And he's right. And I looked it up. And I got the numbers for you, okay? What about the year before? What about the year before that? What about the year before that? The notion, and I've been, first of all, I've been saying, I've been screaming the roof about this all offseason. The notion that he's some type of reckless quarterback that just always throws interceptions has, is, is sensational. It's taking life of right. own and it's patently false. So when you see, when he, the stat was, hey, this is the first time since, you know, last year that you've gone two games without interception. And he didn't, it didn't happen <laughs> last year. But mm. go back to the year before. And go back the year before that. And go back, to, it happened 2016, 2017, 2018, 2019, 2020. He went several games without back-to-back -back interceptions and games. But we act like last year is his DNA, and that's historically not his DNA. That's all I'm saying. It's historically not, and we won't say that truth. We that's just good. Like, last year is who he is, and historically that's not true. That's patently false. And really, when you what you broke down for us at training camp, Clarence, was 15 really isn't a lot. 
Would you look back at Would you look back historically? Look at Peyton Manning. Yeah, Eli was doing 26, 27. (laughs) (laughs) Nobody cared. That's all I'm saying. So, you know, we we go crazy. And and, and one thing that would, again, no one wants to throw an interception. That doesn't want to throw an interception. They know Mike McCarthy. They try to, they're addressing that. Certainly, they're addressing it with how they run offense, the understanding on offense, being on the same page. You know, the receiver's been on the same page. Certainly, a lot of interceptions weren't his fault, some were his fault. They want to address it. But, but again, my thing and Dak's thing and most of the Cowboys' thing, and anybody understands it, is that we made a bigger deal about Dak's interceptions than we did the fact that Josh Allen, who, mm. you know, which is a perfect example, of, you know, right. from week one to week two, Josh Allen has had more turnovers, total turnovers of Dak last year, has had more turnovers the last three years, but nobody's screaming at the roof doing breakdowns at ESPN about Josh Allen's interceptions and, and want to know, you know, you know, what is he going to do to fix them? We're only talking about Dak. And week one to week two is a perfect example against the Jets. The Jets team, you know, again, that turned Josh Allen over four times, three picks, a fumble, and a win in week one. Week two, that goes 31 or 38. Mm. Only misses seven passes to 38 attempts, 255 yards, completes his first 13 straight passes, throws two touchdowns, 255 yards passing, and they win 30 to 10. And almost threw a pick six, but Sauce Gardner can't catch. Why are you leaving that out? Don't leave that out, dog. Don't leave that out. Can can we talk about this? You can't assume a double play. You can't assume a double play. I mean, is there a stat? I I don't know. The almost interception stat? I'm I'm, going to check pro football reference to see if there's an almost interception stat. I mean, you know, not my problem. I can only go by the stats I see on the stat book. You know, at the end of the season, at the end of the game, they do have a, you know, a, a, a... a, a, stat, a complete stat book you can find, and I don't see a pick on there. You know, and, 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 you know not, 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 and, the thing, and, and that's what's so crazy. Okay, so what if he threw an interception? So what if he picked it off? There was no way to get, he wasn't going to throw three. True. He wasn't going to have four turnovers. And long as he doesn't have that, the Cowboys were going to win that game. You know, it, it, it's, it's naive of us to think that he's going to go this whole season without throwing an interception. Oh, it'll and, come. And when, he, when, when he does it, you know, let's not act the fool. Yeah, that's part of the game. Oh, look, 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 look at the interceptions that Patrick Mahomes is throwing already. Look at all the other quarterbacks that throwing interceptions. You know, it happens. But that doesn't make you a bad quarterback. This decision maker, they get paid to another side of the ball. Well, we'll talk about pay. That's yeah, coming are. around the corner. That is Clarence Hill Jr. There's a reason why you're appreciate here, you, and that's man. why you're here. That's why Clarence appreciate Hill's here. You, man. Hey, man, we appreciate you. Have a great day. We'll talk to you next week. All right, guys. Thank you, man. Good morning, everybody. Joe Reinagle here. Plenty of football talk. In fact, we're going to talk a little Texans football with Indy Kalu. He joins us at 3.30. Dallas Cowboys talk with mother football, Shereen Williams. She'll join us at 5.15. And we're going to talk a little boxing with Mario Barrios. He'll join us at 4.15. Hey, Rudy, I saw you were playing golf this weekend. It didn't look like it did you any good. I actually did mighty fine, Joe. I'll have you know. Watch your mouth, Joe. Watch how you talk to me, bro. We are running out of time to show off. we got a golf tournament a week from Monday. It's time for our Fall Classic. We want you to play. If you haven't already signed up, come on. You're running out of time. Go to your boss. We're going to have them pay for it. (laughs) Walk over to accounting. Rodriguez has got some money in the uh, petty cash. Just grab it. Yeah. Get yourself signed up. Go to sasportstar.com. We cannot wait to see you. It is going to be Monday. A week from Monday, beautiful October 2nd. It'll be fall weather, we expect. All 18 holes will be adorned with things that make you have fun, and we'll be there. 
<laughs> things so, that make you have fun. I like that. Uh, head out there. Uh, if you're looking to win your way in oh, on yeah. Thursday the 28th, join the Blitz out at Slackers. We're going to be giving away uh, at two one of our Golden Teeth uh, championship winner will win a foursome to play in the tournament. Now, Pledge and Joe have got the little side thing going. They're, they're going head up. I'm rolling with Pledge. So head out. Uh, that's Slacker Sports and Arcade Bar at the North Star location. Now, they're going to host the post-tournament at their 281 location. But to win, you got to go to the OG. Go to the North Star location on uh, Thursday the 28th. That's a week from Thursday. Uh, they'll be out at Slackers, and we're going to go, go live at 2. Our Golden Tee Tournament will start at 6. Okay. The champ is winning a Team of Four to, for the Golf Classic, and they also have your chance to win a Team of Four to the Golf Classic and a four-pack to WWE SmackDown just for being there. So that's Thursday the 28th at Slackers North Star. Uh, come out and win your way in. But if you're trying to win your way in, um, you might want to go ahead and pay your way in because that's going to be – and if you don't win, you're not going to get in because we'll be sold out by next Thursday. Right. Uh, we're going to talk with Chad Brown here in just a minute or two. And I can't wait to have him on because – Former what we've Buffalo, seen, yeah. yeah, this guy is former Colorado Buffalo, was there during the glory years, won Super Bowl rings, of course, but, you know, he's plugged into the Pac-12, he does radio there in Denver. I'm really interested to see what's going on inside the walls. Me too, because every, see, of course, our, you know, guy Tim Spence from Colorado, mm -hmm. and I keep asking him, I'm like, hey man, the Buffaloes have taken over, right? I mean, they're, they're first on the docket before the Broncos, and he's like, No! Absolutely not. I'm like, you live here. I don't think you know. I'm going to ask Chad, who does radio up there. Get the I'm sense. like, are y'all opening the show with the buffs or the Broncos? Certainly the biggest thing in college football and maybe the biggest thing in football, period. That is Coach Prime. And Chad Brown is going to join us next to talk about it. Hang around. You're on R&R. &R, and this is 94.1 San Antonio Sports Star. It's the Mike McCarthy Show. Every Friday morning at 645 and 9 with R&R &R in the morning. Morning, Coach. How you doing? I'm doing well. Good morning, Rob and Rudy. Good morning. A look at the Cowboys. Boys upcoming game presented by AA Best Bail Bonds and 94.1 San Antonio Sports Star. It's R&R in the morning here on San Antonio Sports Star. He's Rudy J. I'm Rob Thompson. Easy E taking us to the top. Blitz is going to be out on the road tomorrow. We're talking golf tournament. Hey, uh, we're also in the uh, Adam Sil uh, Adam Sandberg uh, giveaway mode. You know, he's coming in concert. Sandberg? The, Who's that? The, the no, no, Adam uh, Sandler. Sandler. Oh, I was like, because when you said Sandberg, Sandberg I was like, Saturday what? Night Live guy. <laughs> yeah. Oh, okay. Uh, is, anybody work is anybody working? SNL? No, they're not. Nobody's working. And they're all trying to get a little bit of money. Uh, as Adam Sandler's got a stand-up tour on the line. He's a... Uh, Going to be coming to uh, San Antonio, the AT&T Center, on December 17th. Continue to listen all week long. As the tickets come available, we'll be asking you to do uh, feats of strength and intelligence and dialing uh, to win those tickets all week long. Uh, while we're doing some housekeeping, uh, Thursday night we give away tickets. Uh, we give away a $50 gift card uh, from Tri-County Meat Market. Make sure you're uploading your pictures of what you're grilling to sasportstar.com. Make sure your meat looks good because Joe's going to judge it. And at 6 o'clock on Thursday, when they decide on the best-looking meat, they will offer a $50 gift card to Tri-County Meat Market to go and enjoy their fine meats and, uh, and the like. Uh, Chad Brown is imminent. Uh, it's, he's going to join us as we look at a couple of things. First and foremost, the, the Colorado football program that is imminent uh, to come to the Big 12. We heard from uh, Mike Gundy, the head coach of Oklahoma State over the weekend, uh, gave some really 
I was shocked. Positive things. About- I was shocked. I never hear anything positive from Mike, from Van Gundy or Van Gundy from Mike Gundy. So I was shocked that he was nice to Dion. Let's uh, welcome on our show ESPN Compass Media football analyst, both pro and college. He's a, a Super Bowl kind of guy and a good uh, guest to have. Chad Brown, welcome on the show, my friend. Glad to have you back. Thanks for having me on, fellas. Good morning to you. Good morning. Good morning. Now, Chad, you know, you're regular on our show. We've had you come on talk uh Pac-12 football, college football, NFL football, you're our guy. It was about a year ago, Chad, you probably don't remember. Uh, we were coming into the season, and I said, you know, while we're talking about all this other stuff, let's talk about Colorado football. And you said, there is nothing to see here. Let's just move on. I, there's just really it's a program that's in wreckage. What a difference the year makes. It has been completely fascinating. You know, as a Colorado Buffalo alumni, uh, I was just saddened by the state of the program. Right. And now, to your point, fast forward to this season, you bring in Coach Prime, the Prime effect has been amazing. The millions and millions of dollars he's brought to the city of Boulder, uh, the wins he's brought to the football team, the optimism, the hope, the belief, it has been a – I, you know, when he came in and with the plans to turn over the roster, I knew it would be maybe the greatest roster turnaround in college football history. 88 new players, 68 new scholarship players since the end of last season. But I didn't think it would be possible to get all those guys to play together so quickly. The best teams I've ever been on weren't the most talented teams. They were the teams that found a way to play the closest and and play for one another. I didn't think that was possible within one year. Coach Prime has already pulled it off. It's been amazing thing to watch and just a pleasure and joy from a Colorado Buffalo uh, perspective. Now, Chad, I'd like I, clearly, you know, it looked like a, a Laker game the other night and the, the, so the celebrities are all there. How has it been for you guys? Like the former buffs has, have, have you guys felt welcome? You guys and late and, and ladies, have y'all felt welcomed also, you know, cause a lot of times these schools, like you kind of fall out for whatever the reason is, but has Dion and the new staff made you guys feel welcome? The former buffs. Yes, Coach Prime has has embraced, you know, past Buffaloes and past okay. Buffalo greatness. We were part of the team that brought a national championship to Colorado. Right. The only team that did that. So for guys in my era to come back, uh, I've seen Cordell Stewart around there. Okay. When I went into the locker room after the Nebraska game, I ran into four or five of my former teammates. Uh, and, and by the way, in that locker room, the podium that Coach Prime stands on in the middle of the locker room to give his pregame speech that becomes a dance floor after victories. It nice. is the most bananas situation <laughs> I've ever seen. Those guys are having so much fun. I can't help but be a, a, a touch jealous of the amount of fun that, they, that he has injected into the program. Uh, we had fun after victories, but Coach Mack was not putting a dance floor in the <laughs> middle of the locker room. So tip of the cap to those guys. We're having a blast. Uh, Chad, is, is this sustainable? That becomes the next question, obviously. You know, you, 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 you get the win against TCU. Okay, well, you know, Nebraska's a rivalry game, and can you stand up to Nebraska? You get the big win against Nebraska. Okay, you have a super hard-fought, you know, punch-for-punch, blow-for-blow win against CSU. Uh, obviously, passes were incredibly high, a lot of unsportsmanlike penalties, dirty play out there. Now they got Oregon coming up, and then they got USC after that. So now you're entering the real phase of your schedule. Um, I don't think anyone expected them to be able to go undefeated. Right. Uh, so if they were to lose one or two or both of these games but somehow be competitive, I don't think that would take away from the momentum that is being felt out here. Um, but but at some point, 
uh, this team is, you know, going to suffer defeat. And what does that do to the locker room? What does that do to that, that dance floor in, in the middle of the locker room? What does that do to Prime and his messages? Because he's certainly being very uh, confident and cocky with the media. And that's how Prime is going to be. So uh, there's always going to be haters. Right now it seems to be about 85 believers and 20, uh, 15% haters. Do those haters' numbers and grow larger with a, a Buffalo loss? We will have to see, but it's going to be a lot of fun finding out. Yeah, my my, and you know what, Chad, and I don't care. I'm on the bandwagon. My shirt's on back order. It's, yeah, there's, all the merch is on back order. I can't. You know, I went to Fanatics. And they told <laughs> me they ain't gonna ship it till December. So I hope the record is still good by then. <laughs> but um, the, I, you know what's crazy to me, Chad? After seeing what Colorado State was able to do, like at any given Saturday, for people to really give not pe- not everybody, Chad, but for most people, majority of people to give Colorado no shot to go into Eugene and win is crazy considering what we just saw happen. Going into that game, I don't think anybody gave Colorado State a chance. So after seeing that, how do we not give Colorado a chance to go into Eugene and win? I don't get that. Yeah, it's uh, it's funny how people's memories are so short. Uh, I I believe TCU was favored by 28 points over Colorado. So, uh, yeah, any given Saturday, anything can happen. It's college football. At no point did I think CSU – would be able to go uh, blow for blow with the Buffs. At no point did they think would that they would be the more physical team for three quarters of that football game. Now, you know, looking back, it kind of makes sense for the Buffs have to have two big wins, and maybe the emotions weren't where they needed to be to play Colorado State. I played in that game a number of times in the form of Buffalo, and when you play an instant rival like that, the little brother, Colorado State, you know they're going to come out punching. You know they're going to get they're going to land a couple of blows. Back in my day, they would land a couple of punches, and we'd be like, oh, my goodness, it's 14-14. Let's, let's turn this thing on. And then we would turn it on, and, and it ended up being 48-20 to 20 or something like that. Right. Uh, this current version of the Buffaloes, while Shador Sanders is talented, we saw what Travis Hunter can do when healthy. He's going to be out for a couple of weeks. Their offensive line and their defensive line got exposed a bit against Colorado State. TCU and Nebraska weren't fully able to take advantage of that from a play-calling perspective. Uh, I thought they had some missed opportunities because they weren't exploiting the weaknesses up front for the Buffaloes. Now the the blueprint is out there, uh, put out by Colorado State, and we'll see if Oregon and USC can follow that blueprint because if you're going to beat the Buffs, you, you don't attack them at their best player like Shador Sanders. You attack them – on their offensive defensive lines where they are the weakest. Right. Uh, Chad Brown joining us, our NCAA football insider. We uh, talk a lot of college football. We'll talk about uh, the Broncos in just a second as uh, we'll talk about uh, Russell and Peyton in just a minute. But before we go there, uh, you're long affiliated with the uh, Pac-12 in that part of the world. And as we watch Colorado get ready to leave and head to the Big 12, we're excited to have them down here. Uh, talk about where you see the Pac-12 going. We were just talking about Washington State and Oregon State and where they find themselves. Do you see them landing someplace, or are they going to be the last and then the first of the new Big 12, or the Pac- new Pac-12? I, I don't see it, how, that, how that comes together. Uh-huh. Uh, with, with, just, with just two teams left, um, with no media rights deal, and that's the reason why the Pac-12 imploded, basically, was because there was no media rights deal. With the Big Ten and the SEC getting over $60 million a year from their media partners, uh, with the Big 12 getting $33 million bucks a year from their media partners, how was the Pac-12 going to be able to 
pay its universities and, and keep funding those programs with the media rights deal. And that's when that couldn't happen. And when the uh, deal with, with Apple TV was, was floated out there, it became clear that that was not going to be a enough money and nor enough to satisfy some of these schools. So the big schools left Washington left Colorado left. So the, the, the PAC 12 went from 10 remaining schools because USC and, and uh, UCLA were already going to the big 10, but the, eight remaining schools left because of the lack of a media rights deal. Um, I'm not sure there's going to be a media rights deal, even if they were to try to gather up UNLV and San Diego mm-hmm. State and uh, San Jose State and maybe try to get Boise to come in. I don't think there's a media rights deal available for the leftovers from the Pac-12 to get other schools to join in for that. So I think the Pac-12 is done. As a Southern California guy, I grew up watching USA, UCLA, uh, obviously, the Rose Bowls in my backyard in Pasadena, right. where I grew up, and watching the Big Ten champion and the Pac-12 champion play in the Rose Bowl. So I, I, I will miss the Pac-12 when I think of college football. In my mind, that's what I think of, the college football of my youth, Pac-12 football. But unfortunately, uh, that is gone. And it's gone forever. Now, after four weeks, Chad, did you predict the Pac-12 would have the best football conference in the country? Uh, I well, I knew the quarterback play was going to be great. There's some talented quarterbacks in that conference, uh, and so often, you know, whether it's pro football or college football, your team, your conference goes as the quarterbacks go. So with that right. much talent under center, you, I, I gave the Pac-12 a shot, and it's going to be, you know, ironic that in the last year of the Pac-12, right. it may be the the best season that overall the conference has in maybe a decade plus. Now they have to go into their Pac-12 schedule, and there's a tendency for those teams to beat each other up. So at the end of the season, the records may not be as gaudy as some other schools who maybe have a, an easier conference road, but the play will be real, still really good and definitely entertaining. Chad Brown joining us here on San Antonio Sports Star, our college football analyst, Pac-12 analyst. You've seen him on Compass, ESPN work, former pro football, former Boulder, uh, former Buffalo and living in Boulder. I, I want to talk to you about the Colorado football program as they have leapt into the forefront. And we saw a picture of Deion standing next to the number one quarterback in the country. <laughs> Do you, does Colorado have the infrastructure ready to fund the NIL that is the NILs that are going to be required to get the guys and keep the guys that Deion is going to get? That, again, these questions start flowing. Like dominoes. Okay, where's your winning? <laughs> now you're bringing recruits on campus. Well, okay, now you can probably sign a recruit, but can you keep a recruit? And NIL dollars are an important part of that. So I think the Buffs have certainly done their best to put an NIL collective together, but uh, I don't think they're as far ahead as some of these more traditional blue bloods of college football. So it's going it, it, to take some time for these recruits to meet the level of pay, which is <laughs> – this is a banana conversation to even think about just three or four years ago that we're talking about you got to pay these kids to stay on campus. Uh, but I think they're behind, you know, collectives like Ohio State and, and Tennessee who've got, you know, 30 plus, 50 plus million dollars in their collectives that they're able to peel off money and, and keep these recruits on campus. Um, it'll be interesting. It'll be interesting. When Rick George, the athletic director for the Buffs, introduced Coach Prime at his opening press conference, he admitted – I don't have the money to pay this guy, but hopefully the money will come from someplace with the amount of attention the Buffs have gotten. uh, Donations to the university are obviously up. Donations to the NIL groups are obviously up. So now they got ways to pay coach prime. Now the next 
step is to figure out how to pay these recruits and how to pay them at a level that will keep them on campus. Chad, I thought Sean Payton was going to come in and be the, the next coming of Jesus and everything was going to be perfect. And, <laughs> and now you got to go. You're 0-2, headed to play Miami across the country. Is this Sean Payton, Russell Wilson marriage going to last? Or are we going to see Jared Stidham? Talk to me, Chad. Uh, well, Sean Payton started greasing the sled a little bit uh, this week after the loss. He talked about Russell Wilson and the operation of the offense. He mentioned Russell Wilson's fumble a number of times. He didn't call Russell Wilson out by name, but he mentioned Russell Wilson's shortcomings a number of times publicly. And Nathaniel Hackett last year was certainly unwilling to do those kinds of things. Right. Russell Wilson operates with that uh, super positive spin on everything. Nothing's ever bad. It's just an opportunity to get better. All that Russell Wilson kind of talk. <laughs> uh, but it's, it was refreshing in one, on one hand to hear Sean Payton call out the poor play from Russell Wilson. On the other hand, in my mind, when coaches start calling out their quarterback, even with you know not mentioning their name, that's starting to begin to begin the, the end of things for that coach and that quarterback relationship. The Broncos have to figure out if Russell Wilson is worth keeping around. Uh, at, at a with a quarter billion dollar contract, the dead cap hit would be significant. Um, but if they got to find a way to move on. I think a year of Sean Payton should give them all the information they would ever need to be able to make that decision. Um, Sean Payton was brought in to turn this offense into a higher-scoring offense. Uh, one week he was able to do that last week, the week uh, before against Vegas, only 16 points. And he was also brought in to turn this team around from a clean football perspective. Right now they are the most penalized team in football. The defense is the most penalized defense in football. So they're not playing clean and they're not scoring a lot of points things that Sean Payton was brought in to fix. If the numbers aren't there, but wins happen just because Payton's there, is Russell okay? Or is will it have to be wins will keep him on the field? Uh, obviously, I think wins will give you a, a longer leash. Um, but it's hard to imagine this Bronco team, particularly the way the defense has played in the first couple of weeks, being able to defend the Miami Dolphins and their high-flying attack. So chances are the Broncos will be 0-3 after this, this football weekend. Um, another couple of losses or another couple of poor performances from the offense and from Russell Wilson, I can imagine Sean Payton saying, you know, Stidham, this is, you're, you're up to bat. They made him a priority, Stidham, during the free agency period. He's signed to a deal that is really high for a backup quarterback. I believe he makes almost – five million bucks a year. So when you're paying Russell Wilson a quarter of a billion dollars to have the luxury of a $5 million a year backup is something pretty unusual unless your coach has a tremendous amount of respect and sees a potential player in that backup quarterback. And I think that's how Sean Payton views Stidham. Who'd have thought that the Denver sports would have been brought down by the Bronx and the Rockies and carried by the Nugs and the Buffaloes. That's where you guys are. What's the altitude of the Denver right now? Who's got a bigger following? Because there's kind of a bet going on inside our building uh, that no matter what Colorado does, they'll never overtake the Broncos as far as popularity and all that. Is it kind of close right now? Oh, it's no doubt. It's flipped. It is absolutely flipped. The apathy for the Broncos um, has been going on for a couple of seasons now. And, there were so many no-shows late in the season last year. Now, this year, with the optimism, with Sean Payton coming in, becoming the head coach, the ticket folks, the ticket season ticket sales and people showing up to the stadium were definitely high. But then you have two 
home losses in a row to open to start the season. So now the apathy is back versus what the Buffaloes are doing, uh, engaging fans, sparking interest that maybe has disappeared for a decade plus. The Buffs are the bigger ticket. The ticket prices for the Buffs are way bigger than the ticket prices for the Broncos. And it's hard to imagine that turning around anytime soon. That's crazy. I want to ask Chad a question that there, there, there might be three people in the world that can answer the question I'm about to ask Chad Brown. Y'all ready for this? Chad, I've got a 17-foot boa constrictor that I need to ship from Augusta, Maine to San Diego, California. Can you do it, and how much would it cost? All right, well, first off, that would be the world's largest boa constrictor. I want to make it hard on you. It's not a python. Uh, are, are big snakes, but they typically you know, top out 10, 12 feet max. A 17-foot boa would be an incredibly large boa. But if it were to exist, uh, I know a company <laughs> called Shipping Reptiles that could certainly help you out with that. Uh, that's my company. I specialize in shipping reptiles all over the country. It's exactly what I do. And in wow. fact, uh, I think this week moving to the system, we got a 60-pound uh, tortoise that is moving to the system. We've got a 30-pound monitor lizard that's moving through my company. And so we could certainly accommodate your fictitious. <laughs> Just remember the name, Chad Brown. Man, it is always a pleasure. You're a good man. Very talented. Thanks for stopping by today, man. Thanks for having me on. I appreciate it, guys. Thanks, Chad. That is Chad Brown stopping by. A man ships lizards for a living. Yeah. He's like, boa. No, here's a, you, 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 you <laughs> he even speak, told me I was yeah, wrong. Yeah, you're speaking of the Burmese python. You had your, you had your constrictors confused. It's wonder, all good. How much hey, it, you got a plug. That's all that matters. No, no, just, all that matters is the plug. How much does it cost, cost a ship like a horn frog yeah. down oh. to Fort Worth? That's what we need to know. Hey, we got a lot to do, and we got a lot to talk about. We are just about done with our sporting day. The... Uh, Talk to me. The college football weekend is going to be great. It is going to be one of those it's weekends. Be one of those weekends where on Saturday we, you don't move because we were excited about college football for the last couple of days, uh, last couple of weeks, but we didn't get much. Now no. every game is going to be a top twenty-five. If it's on TV this weekend, for the most part, you're going to see a battle of those. And I get the sense that the SEC is going to go through a bit of an existential. Kind of who are we over the next couple of weeks? Because Georgia looks beatable. Kinda. They did they did this pass out of Alabama is beatable. And then there's everybody else. I don't know what to make of the SEC. Me either. Uh well, it's just one of those years, man. At some point everybody catches up. Again, we only talk about the little guys losing NIL. It's everybody. It's everybody, and, and you see it in the depth in the SEC. These kids are no longer just going to go be third string at Georgia or Alabama. They'll go somewhere else, get paid, and start. I saw Jaden and LSU wake up against Mississippi State. The, the, yeah, he did, didn't he? Yeah, he did. That's the guy that they needed prior. I, if that was he, the guy they needed against Florida. If he steps up and becomes what I think he's capable of, they they could be better than Bama. Who, LSU? Yeah, that could be bad. What I saw against Mississippi State. Oh, I mean, State. Florida State. LSU lost Florida State. That's what they need against Florida State, yeah. And Florida State showed their medal. They look good. They play Clemson this week. They, this will be a battle of uh, the pretenders, maybe. Hey, we got a lot to do uh, and go make some videos. Make sure you're following us on the socials. Get on there. We're being graded by that. And I think we got corporate in the building. So make us Something look like good. that. Yeah. Uh, make sure you're following us on the YouTubes and doing everything appropriate. If you haven't signed up, our golf tournament is a week from Monday. We've got just a few spaces to go. Go to sasportstar.com for all the specific details. But I'm not kidding. We are filling up. But if you've been waiting to find your foursome, waiting for another three, don't wait anymore. We'll find a place for you. But we want to make sure we got it all in place. Uh, thanks for joining us. We'll see you tomorrow.